Here at Intoxia Reviews, we intellectually dissect the art of cinema, scene by scene. Here's some clips. All he is, it's just a fucking big wooden doll full of cum, chasing kids around. You look up guys who poop in a bag. I think that's where you'll find them. Because he is hurt. It's probably just in your search history anyway, isn't it? This movie fucking blows. So don't forget to subscribe to Intoxicated Reviews on all places you find podcasts. Except Spotify. We're working on it. Hey everyone, Chris Hansen here of Hansen vs. Predators and Cantor Predator. Why don't you have a seat right over there and listen to Kyle and Brandon, our podcast. According to my chat logs, Kyle and Brandon have interesting guests. No, I hated it. Yeah. Everybody's sweaty, everybody's on drugs, so they're super sweaty but also touchy. And then they touch your face, then you leave there and the next day you have pimples. Fantastic conversation. He's underground in a lab, floating in a tank of water because he almost died. And most important, no predators. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Hey, Internet. Welcome back another episode of the intoxicated podcast i'm your host sarah mcclellan if you're brand new to this podcast well this is a comedy variety talk show where i shoot the shit with comedians creators and characters here we are yet again with another episode and this week it's it's another just regular intoxicated episode. Um, I'm not actually going to release the live debates as an audio episode. It just doesn't quite work, you guys. Um, also, it was quite loud in the bar. The whole thing was pretty chaotic, and it's definitely more visual. So what I am going to do is I am going to put the live debates show up on YouTube soon. I swear to God, very, very soon in the next couple of days, hopefully. And that's where you can check it out. The show went really well. It was a ton of fun. And I had some awesome people helping me out with filming. So a huge shout out to Clifton and Richard for video recording and capturing the audio from the live debate show. It's just really good to have that. Uh, It is definitely like a moment in time. And it's kind of a really cool thing to watch back with this show. It was at a different venue from my last live show. We had to make a little more space on the stage. And so the stage was actually lower. So setup wise, not as good as the last one. But listen, guys, it is what it is. We're in COVID times and I kind of had to make use of a venue that was available. So with all that being said, I hope to do more live shows and a big thank you to everyone who was involved in that. All of my debaters, my three comics who did sets, Albert Coombs, Kirsten Finch and Chris Halef, and any of you guys that made it out to the show. Big thank you for that. But regardless, I was still able to record an episode the day after the live show, so I truly don't stop, you guys. Uh, I record it right before the show, and I record it right after. It's just always go, go, go with me. But I'm very happy to let you know about this week's guest. This week's guest is Richie Bell. I met Richie over quarantine, over Zoom, when we were kind of doing the live debates live streams. He is somebody I've always known about through the comedy community here in Halifax. We kind of just missed each other when I started getting comedians on Intoxicated. So finally, we were able to meet and hang out and do an episode together. 
and it's a great one. And I do want to get right to it, but I got to tell you guys about something really cool that Richie is doing. He actually has a web series on YouTube called Ghost Comic, where he goes around to haunted locations and does stand up for ghosts. I mean, how fucking funny and amazing is that? I am a paranormal geek. I love that stuff. Mixing that with comedy is right up my alley. I watched all of the episodes. They're fucking amazing. And I highly recommend that you check that out and subscribe to his YouTube channel. This is a project that he's looking to grow and ramp up and potentially pitch it to be on TV and stuff like that. So I'm sure he would appreciate new subscribers and new views on those videos. So I'm going to be sure to link below to where you can check out Ghost Comic. It's amazing, you guys. Fucking check it out. And Halloween is coming. It's perfect. But I had a great chat with Richie. This was just a really good get to know you chat he and i don't know each other that well and he's a very very funny guy so check out ghost comic make sure you follow richie as well on social media make sure you're following the podcast as well on facebook and instagram at intoxicated podcast twitter is in underscore intoxicated subscribe to the youtube channel that is youtube.com backslash intoxicated check out patreon if you are so inclined to get some extra content some extra juice from me Uh, I've been doing audio diaries lately, and they get emotional and they get real. So if you want extra details on my life, the behind the scenes stuff, you can sign up on Patreon and get some extra content. And of course, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. An Apple podcast rating or review always helps a lot. And of course, tell your friends about the podcast. Share it on social media that you're listening and make sure to tag Intoxicated, and I will certainly repost that. Anything like that that you can do would be amazing. That's it for the intro. I hope you guys enjoy this awesome conversation with Richie Bell. All right. Is this the preamble you have? So that's like, this is the cold open, so it's like nothing. And then... This is the cold open. We're in the cold open, Richie. So like so. So I haven't officially like introduced you. So the so the video hasn't even so for them watching the video hasn't started yet. It, it just started. It, it started. Just started. Forty seconds ago. Okay, so they know that it's us now. They know it's us. All right. Yeah. That's what, yeah. You're right. It is, it is a pretty cold open. Yeah. I, I. It's weird. Sometimes I do the cold opens, and sometimes I don't. Depends on the guest. You're pretty conversational and chill, so like I feel like you're good for the cold opens. But other people, like some people, get podcast n- fever, n- nervous. Like nervous. they're like they're just like they think it's this big formal thing, and I'm like, no, it's just conversation on mic. Like, yeah. do people ever prepare notes? Yes. Okay. So Martin Edwards, you know Martin, right? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, Martin. Martin. Martin's the cutest guy to podcast with because he'll show up with just a list of things that he like would just wants to talk about. And I'm like, this is so number one, it's adorable, but yeah. two, it's great because it kind of takes the work off of me to like come up with things to talk about because like sometimes it's hard. Sometimes. It depends on the person, but my favorite types of guests are the ones that, like, are just fully open and I can just ask any question and they'll yeah, answer it, you know? Like, Robbie Vino won't say shit about his day in life. and I mean, some there's some things I guess you're better off not knowing. Some things. Oh, oh, of course. There's there's limits to everything. And there's, you know, there's always things that you're going to... Hey, Robbie, sh- open up about your dating life. Oh, shit. This hasn't been videoing, has it? It has, but our mics haven't been picking up. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, I see now. Now they should be. (laughs) All right. So now that the... So what a cold open. I 
what an absolute cold open that was. We were talking about a cold open with the mics off. I could put the audio uh, with just a picture, a still image of us. Well, no, because the mics were, we don't have audio. Oh, no, we do, we do have audio. So I do my audio. I do my audio separate. Um, this I, big hot tip to podcasters if you're doing video and audio don't just do it on one record your audio separate because if this fucking crashes or the video file fucks up I have this if this fucks up or if like I press save and audacity crashes it I have the audio from the video too oh okay so yeah so now we're now we're I'm a professional now we're actually like now this is a podcast now this is a podcast all right let me get my notes did you bring <laughs> You didn't bring any. Oh Classic man! Prop comedy. I guess we'll just we'll just fucking open this. We'll just get into this right now. Yeah, we've been preambling for for quite a while. I love the word preamble. Yeah, yeah, it's a great word. Preamble. Um, I'm here with a brand new, brand spanking new guest. But although you you have you have done the de- uh, the debates live streams. Yep. I've so you, you're not a total intoxicated virgin, but you're like a half virgin. Yeah, I only do I only do hand stuff. <laughs> You've only done hand I've stuff. I've only done intoxicated them. hand stuff with you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Richie Bell. Thank you. Richie Bell is here. Richie Bell, right? Yeah, no. I was about to say Richie Bang Bang because that's your Instagram. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's funny, right? But I love I I it sounds really good together. How did you come up with uh, Richie Bang Bang? Um, well, I got into Instagram late, <laughs> uh, so kind of all the good names are taken. So I, I couldn't have I couldn't have like Rich Breezy, um, Rich Breezy. But then I used to really like the show called Comedy Bang Bang. Yes, I've heard of this. Yeah. So I, was I like, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I wonder if I can get Richie Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. And then I put a picture of a buffalo as my picture. And then history. That, that was that was it. There, I'm always jealous people come up with like uh, Kyle Burnett Comedy Dum Dum. That's a good one. It is a good one. <laughs> I, I mean, you look. You look like I hit a nerve. Well, no, I just... I mean, Did I hit a nerve? I mean, you put dum-dum at the end of it. That's what, I'm not going to... But gonna... at least it's D-U-M. D-U-M. Yeah, like how dum-dum would write it. Dum-dum. Yeah. How a dum-dum yeah. would write it. It's, a, it's very method Instagram naming, for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Mine's just Sarah Mackle. Like, I... Like, oh, that's another just thing. throw dum-dum at the end of it. Sarah Mackle dum-dum? Yeah. Start, that sounds better! Start the trend, yeah. No, or Kyle's Sarah... on to something. You're, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's the repetition, too. I don't know. It's, um, I don't like, I have a long last name, like McClellan is a lot to spell out. And every single fucking time I go to a store and I have to give my email. Is it like eight letters? No, it's like, well, M-A-C, so M-A-C-L-E-L-L-A-N. Yeah, was it nine letters? Listen, I'm low on sleep and I just did a live show and I'm tired. Yeah, no, that, that would, yeah, you should forget us, will you? Oh my yeah. gosh. That's so you had nine, yeah, no, that is, that's. But it's but it's not even just the length of the letters, it's all the L's and the E's. So it's like M A C L E L L A N. Like it's just a yeah. lot of L's. When you're writing that out, yeah, because you got to start top to top and then, yeah, it's a lot of movements with the hand. A lot of E's and L's and then like also the N at the end. Everyone thinks it's an M or an N and I have to go N as a Nancy and it's just this whole thing and I don't like I, I, what I'm saying is, is I need to find a husband and change my name because I would change my name. What, I would what kind go of name? It, we can narrow this them. down. What kind of name are you looking for in a husband? Uh, Normand. Because I have a crush on Mark Normand. Oh, okay. so, Mark. 
Um, <laughs> Hit me up, even though I know you have a girlfriend. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's in terms of Hollywood business, that's not normal, but... No, so Norman, see, your, your goal is to be Sarah no, Norman. In all fairness, I'm not a fan of the name Norman. I just, I just literally would do anything for that man. I would have his children. Why? What does he got? What, is, what power does he have on you? Do, you? do you know Mark Norman? No. He's a comedian. He's oh my god! You should totally check him out. So he has like a, a YouTube special um, that's like free on YouTube. But this is him. He's so handsome. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's quite right. A, wouldn't quite we a look looker. good? Wouldn't we look good together? Yeah, I mean, you could get these brown eyes and brown hair. Let me tell you, he's fuck got the red jacket game on. Right? Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. You should check out his stuff. Nice, yeah. he but looks um, like Corey Matthews. Corey Matthews. You know, search out. You know, from uh, from Boy Meets World. Oh my god, I literally thought when you said it, I was like, "Is that?" Boy? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, I could see that. Tell me, that he's not just Corey t- Matthews. I could totally see that. That's wild. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time he tried to pull something like this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my gosh! So Richie, so we're like new friends. Yeah. Okay. Like we're. <laughs> It's weird how we met. So I met you over just literally over Zoom. Yeah, it was over Zoom. Yeah. And so like that's a weird way to meet someone, is it not? I mean, I not at the time. No, that's I don't true. Think. I think if it were like two years ago and like I was like, hey, I want to join your Zoom call. I'd be like, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right, bud. All right, bud. Yeah, but. It's funny. So you, yeah. you hopped in on one of the debate streams because I think I had been following you or we were friends because you're connect. You're very highly connected to the health vaccine. Can we. Let's go back. Let's go back to the very yeah, beginning. Because you had started doing the podcast, I think, either shortly after I left or you were doing it shortly before I left. It was somewhere in yeah, there. And when Same. I left, you started getting the, the comedians on there. Because it wasn't all, you weren't always doing, you weren't always bringing us That's sheets right. of plywood up here. I was not. In fact, yeah, I know. I was mostly friends, like for the first year, year and a half. And then I started getting, uh, I, I, I just haven't gone back. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I became friends with Andrew Vaughn and Travis yeah, yeah and they were the first people who kind of got me into I didn't go to shows like I didn't go see shows or like my my whole journey with stand-up and comedy is very new yeah even, even as a fan like, yeah you started doing it what, like six well, you started doing it like what six shows ago you were saying uh I'm on 11 you're on 11 I've done 11 I my first set was at the very end of um August Okay, so are you funny yet? I mean, how did I start interviewing? I don't know how this happened. I mean, I have my I have my ladies' night set. If you want to watch it after we're done here, but sure. Um, I I I think it's it's going pretty good. I mean, I, it's I haven't done a set yet where I went, oh, that was really bad. You know, like like even my worst set, I did get laughs, but it just wasn't as many laughs. Okay, as before. So I'm pretty. I think I'm. I don't know. I hate saying that it's going well because I don't think it's supposed to go well. But also, well, like, ideally, it goes well. Ideally, it goes well. But also, <laughs> that is what you, that I've is what been, you want to happen. I've been sitting on it forever. Like I've been sitting on jokes forever. I've been sitting on actually just like doing it for forever, and I've been learning about it and like consuming it and like I don't know. I feel like that's a slight advantage as as opposed to the person who's like. I think I might be funny. I'll just go up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it feels kind of like a weird advantage. Yeah. No, there's a weird advantage because most people, I, I would say, that do stand up who are like kind of like short term, like bursts of fire stand up comedians are yes. the ones who are like the funny friend. And then they've heard 
50 to 100 times from the same three people. I oh, mean, you should try stand-up, and then they get it. And then, right. I mean, hopefully it works for everybody. But I know what you mean, because when I, um, when I first started doing stand-up back in, I think it was like 2010, mm-hmm. I was uh, dating a, a girl at the time who uh, didn't find me very funny. Um, but she had like a, she, she had quite a butt and I was 20, 21 years old. So I was like, so I took like three years off comedy and it was the most depressing years of my life. Oh, so she didn't nurture the comedy side of you. No, but you, uh, to be fair, the, my jokes back then, I'm not super proud 20, of. So tw- you started in t- 2010. So 10 years you've been yeah. doing, like doing it consistently for 10 years? No. So yeah, oh, okay. I, took, I took a few years off and right. I've been back at it pretty hard. I think over the last three, four years now. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. That's pretty fucking. Well, I mean, that sucks that she didn't think you, you were funny. Yeah, it didn't stop me from writing jokes and look at me now. I'm on a podcast for free. <laughs> you for idiot! Free. You idiot! I you added for free. Yeah, what an idiot she was. She's probably out doing a job or something like that, getting money. I'm here in front of a glitter wall. Stupid, <laughs> stupid idiot. Stupid purple idiot. We didn't even talk about this. So we have we have um margaritas. We're drinking margaritas. Cheers. We're gonna do cheers. I'm Gotta. much further along than I you. I know. I'm bad at drinking. It's like a pop. It's like a popsicle. It's like it's mm. the bits of ice are a bit hazardous, but they're they break they, up and I don't know the trick way. to making a perfectly blended drink. I need to figure it out because I love a blended drink. I think it's in the it's in the nozzle. The nozzle. Yeah. So is I there think any it, left in there? Should yeah. I yeah. Just bring, let's bring it over. Yeah. I'll bring it over to the table so you can pop that. Yeah. And this. What do you mean it's in the nozzle? Oh, you know, like when you see like those like. On TV, you see those like frozen margarita machines, and it's like kind of like a slushy, like a yeah, slushy machine. Okay. I think, I think that's the trick. I think that's what Mark Norman's been hiding from us this whole time. Him and his Corey Matthews looking slushy. <laughs> brown eyes, brown eyes, brown hair. That's my type. It's very rare. Yeah, that's. I like a blue eyed person too, for sure. They're but not okay. as much. <laughs> I have I have blue eyes. I love my blue eyes. But I don't know. It's just I tend to go for dark-eyed men that look look like they're a bit socio- sociopathic. Oh, mm-hmm. that's not so. That's not troublesome. I call it a sociopathic brown eye. So, so like like a Ted Bundy. Yes. So, so, so your your ideal guy is every every morning you wake up that exhilaration of still being alive is what what gets you through. Oh man, what were we talking about? We're talking about margaritas, and then um, oh, that you you have the hots for Ted Bundy. Oh yeah, that like I like a, yeah I like kind of a dude that looks that that's charming but looks like he could dis- destroy you. Yeah, and on like a second's notice. Yeah, yeah, I should really change that. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not. Oh, I, I'm literally thinking back now to my recent crushes, and they all had brown eyes, and I'm a little freaked out. I'm not worried about the brown eyes thing so much as the sociopathic tendencies. I mean, brown eyes Keep is a your fine toes. one. <laughs> I like a challenge. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, the, so did the police detective solving the crimes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I meant to say that on stage when me and Robbie were debating cats versus dogs. I was like, cats are challenging. You have to like, you have to figure out a way for them to trust you, and like, it's a challenge. Like, dogs just love you right away, and like, that's no fun. That's like, that's like going for a nice guy. Damn it! I didn't say that on stage. Fuck. Did you win the debate? I don't even really know. I kind of, I don't really remember much from the show. Yeah, I don't remember. I know I lost mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
But to be fair, I shouldn't have won mine. <laughs> oh my gosh! So we should talk about it. So last night we did a. Uh, the Debates Comedy Live show at Oasis, and Richie was on the show. Yeah, that's great. I met you for the first time in person. And With my mom. While I was stressed out over a thousand things that was going on. Yeah. And uh, I felt bad that we couldn't try too much until now. And here we are, kind of figure, figuring out over margaritas. And a microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you find the show, though? Did you have fun? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, It good. was nice seeing everyone again, and yeah. it's nice seeing, because like, in Halifax, the scene's so nice where it's... Everyone shows up, even if they're not on the show. Isn't it nice? Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Good yeah, good yeah. little community we have here. Freaks me out when everyone's that nice. Yeah? What's yeah. it like in BC? It's not that nice. No? No. It's, uh, I mean, it's it's like any other town. Like, um, there's always, like, divides in the scenes. It's BC is just much more drastic because it's a much bigger city. Mm. So you've got one group that has a few shows that they do, and they don't like the other group that has a few shows that they do. So you just try to... Find your middle ground. There's always drama. There's always going to be drama. The, the comedy there? scenes are nothing but drama. There's and, a lot of drama, and it's very um, interesting because the things that we share as people who do comedy, and I'm saying as people who do comedy because I don't want to call myself a comic yet because I'm not, but the bond over comedy is such a strong one, and it's such a personal thing that yeah. I feel like drama is just inevitable. Like, yeah. it's very, um, there's a lot of ego. It, even if you try to manage your ego as best as you can, there's still a lot of ego. There's going to be a lot of ego out there, yeah. And, and I think um, Rory Scovel has a really good quote. Um, uh, I don't know it verbatim, but it's pretty much like you can't do comedy for long enough without developing your own, like, philosophy about it. So you just have all these conflicting philosophies of what's funny, what isn't funny. Right. And it's just, yeah, every every town has the exact same problem going on. It's... Mm. Halifax is the nicest one, but the problem with uh, really... With Richie, really with, I don't know. Well, you haven't pro- been here in a while. Yeah, but my ears to the grindstone. And I will still say that I... As much as like the the problems in Halifax are the the support here is is so good for for new comics. Mm. Um, the only problem that I I always worry about with things are too I get suspicious when people are too nice. Yeah, um, I get that. So when when a scene's too nice, I always get worried that there's not going to be any growth. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I I, I can I can totally understand that. Yeah, like like in terms of um, so okay. Is your fear of people being nice because you think that they're just being nice to be nice and that they're not actually telling you the truth? Like, for example, if someone says you had a really good show yeah, or you did really good. I know for me, and I've been dealing with it today because I've been people have been like being like, oh, the show was really fun. Good job. And I, and I just all I'm just always like, but was it really? Did you really? Are you just being nice for my ego or was it like it's it's um hard? Yeah. It's hard to not think that way. Exactly. And like you, you do it for, for long enough and you get those, you know, attaboys and stuff like that. And girls at the end of, you probably get girls. Mm-hmm. Get I haven't been an girl yet. Uh, we'll get that uh, one day. <laughs> uh, you've, only, you've only done 11 shows. Give it time. Um, but yeah, with, um, what were we even talking about? <laughs> oh, people being too I actually, nice. I actually put... Fucking that. Uh, There's a lot of skill in here. I put, uh, <laughs> what's that stuff that you used to, we used to drink in college that like, got, oh, absinthe. Was that the really strong alcohol that like oh, got the, you drunk in one sip or yeah, something? Yeah, was it the green fairy or whatever they called yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is really weird, but I have to get up and do something, and I'm just going to say out loud what I'm doing. I just remember 
I just <laughs> I just remember that I have garlic sauce in my purse that I have to put in the fridge. No joke. I bought. Uh, yeah. I bought Meza. Oh, it's actually like a it's, it's like a shampoo uh, bottle. Meza yeah. Is that your go-to sauce? Oh my god, it's fucking crack cocaine. Have you ever had it? Have you ever yeah. had Meza? Yeah, I've had yeah. Meza. Um, the garlic sauce, so good. The um, I've kind of gotten detached from it though, because in in Vancouver, like the the drinking food is like subpar. Like there's no garlic fingers. The donairs are atrocious. Um, so it's like, you'll be out for a night of drinking and someone will be like, oh, let's go get some pho. And you're like, I don't want soup. Pho? Hey, yeah, pho. I know, uh, like, um, like Vietnamese soup. Oh, okay. Yeah. And okay. ramen and like sushi and like, these are like the go-to drinking foods. It doesn't make any sense So did me. you go hard, um, when you came here for some like garlic fingers and, um, Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The first day my parents got us, uh, donairs. So good. Um, because one of the one of the funniest things is when you're in when you're in Vancouver, you, there are donair spots, but the donair, like restaurants or like places that just serve them, just places that serve, serve them. them yeah. One of them's called like, and this is a complete call out of this company's business model. They're called Downey's Donairs in Vancouver. <laughs> Looks directly at the camera. <laughs> Downey's Donairs. What's wrong with fuck them? you? Oh, I think you were talking about this on one of the Zooms once. Yeah. What's, what's the problem with them? Well, you go in and they have the. The East Coast Donair. And the first thing they ask you is, do you want barbecue sauce or tzatziki? Oh, go fuck yourself. What the fuck do you mean, barbecue sauce or tzatziki? Apparently, Donair sauce is very easy to make. And I don't get why more people places can't yeah, just it's, do it. It's like condensed milk. They, they are releasing what it's called. It's called Halifax sauce. Halifax so sauce? I, I think my, my ill will towards them is starting to creep into so reality. Do you, do you think that it will be? I'll never trust them again. I'll never know. You'll never know. I pro- I'll probably know. I'll be able to get back to you in that in like a month. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Albert recorded with me um, on Wednesday night or Thursday night, the day before the show. And we had him lay on the couch over there. I ha- we did like a therapy session with Albert. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> good. He needs it. That's good. He's got some demons he's got to work out. He doesn't have a lot, honestly. That in itself is almost a demon, though, isn't it? I think so. He's just a very positive guy. It freaks me out. Yeah, it's 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 uh, I I we did this thing called shadow work, which is <laughs> I know it sounds really funny. Witchcraft. It's, it's like daily journaling about like um, like fucked up shit about your life, like figuring out figuring out why you're shitty. And it asks you questions every day. Like, one of them is, is like, what emotion do you stop yourself from feeling? Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like really kind of deep questions that you answer every day. And the whole point is, How like... How do you even know? What emotion do you stop yourself yeah. from feeling? Do you just have to, like, go through the day and, like... I know what mine is. I don't know if it's so much of an emotion, but I don't, I don't relax a lot. I don't actually, like... Stop moving? Just be... Oh, okay. like I, I just I'm very busy all the time. I like doing. I like productivity. I like doing things. I I put value on myself in terms of how much I get done or creating creating things. How much I get done, like doing things for other people. That's the codependency thing that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Codependency. Have you always been that? Why? Why are you like that? It just seems. It just seems so. It just seems so. I think it happened more energetic. so in, in adulthood. I think, um, 
Yeah, I don't really know when it when it started. Probably like just trying to be liked all the time. Like, oh, is that like something that me and Audrey, me and Brian Otter talked a lot about this? Uh, uh, he's addicted to being liked. Yeah, yeah. And he and I are the same, and we're almost. We're. The, I feel like I feel like Brian Otter and I are. Are all, I don't want to use the word. I'm not, okay. I'm gonna get called out by saying this, but we're the same. Like he's the he's the male version of me, like kindred spirits. In terms of like we're anxious, we're we like really want to be liked, we like really nice to a point where like it's codependent. And I remember when he was on, I was telling him about codependency, and he was like, "Oh, I just thought that was just how I am." And I was like, "Oh no, it's a it's an issue." Like because. This is why it's an issue. Codependency breeds resentment, and that makes you resent people. So when you do a lot of things for someone because you want them to like you and you want that validation, uh, and then they do nothing for you, you get resentful. So, so you you want someone to like you so much that you hate them? <laughs> Pretty much. Welcome, no, that, 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 welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the sociopath love. No, it's starting to make, okay, it's starting to make sense now. <laughs> Um, Listen, the whole point of me oh. dispelling all this is we got to find out what's wrong with you. What's wrong with you? Um, I don't. I don't know. I, I, I eat way too many fried foods. Oh my god, um, I do too. It's uh, I, I'm codependent on them. You is that uh, right? Well, yeah, that right? yeah. You're. I think that's more of a you rely. It's a reliance. You, oh, I just love them. You rely on them. Yeah, I just absolutely love them. What's your What's do you your top up? Yeah, let's do a top up. What's your like favorite um, bad food or like? Oh, chicken wings for sure. Chicken wings, yeah. I like chicken fingers. Chicken fingers are nice. There's something fun about because like wing nights are always something that used to be kind of like a, a gathering point for for the friends. You go get the yeah. wings at Ale House and stuff like that. So you just get those, you know, those nice moments where you're away from work and you can you can shit talk the old boss. Sorry, Joe. Um, <laughs> And yeah, you can. Uh, it, for me, that's a chicken wings will always be my favorite. I don't know, man. I think I'm t- I'm taking chicken tenders over chicken wings. They're less messy. Yeah, I get um, it. eating chicken wings like around dudes that you want to fuck is uh, a good sign. Really? No, I don't like it because I I I'm too messy with them. It's just a big mess. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean, I mean if you're looking for a, a, a sociopath, they won't like that because you know there's a lot of DNA everywhere. But like for. You know, for I think I think for a date, if 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 I were to take a lady out on a date and they ordered chicken wings, I'd be like, all right, so I'm making you feel comfortable enough that yes. you feel like, or yes, yeah, that's what it is. I have kind of this rule that I don't eat on the first like ten dates with a guy, like drinks or coffee only. You don't eat? <laughs> no, on the date. Like on, like so you're just like, hey, do hey, you want to go for dinner? Uh, it's only date number five. Let's go to, let's go to Tim's. I also need to clarify that I haven't been on a lot of dates, so I, I have actually never been on a dinner date. Oh my god, that's fucking sad. I'm 33. I've never been on a dinner date. No one's ever. No, haven't gotten to that point. Because because dating now is like is very like it's usually drinks or coffee. I yeah. find you don't you, you don't hear about a lot of guys that are like, would you like to go to the keg? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't blame me for not taking those guys out. <laughs> I do love the keg though. I literally have. 50, have have you been to Swish LA? <laughs> oh, don't get all my the, mother gave me a gift card. I literally have a fifty dollar, like five zero dollar gift card to the keg that I'm like. 
That's one meal. Like, I'm not just going to go to the keg by myself. Why not? I mean, I should. Man, eating, I will say, eating on your own. I was never a big fan of it um, until my girlfriend, she was working um, in Calgary for like six months, and she was always going to like restaurants and stuff like that by herself. And I was like, I hope she's by herself. <laughs> uh, and so I was like, man, like I was just like jealous of like how like yeah. how brave she was. And she's like, try it. And I found like this amazing like um, like meat shop by my house where they do like their own pulled pork and stuff. And it's just mm. it's nerve wracking to go in the first, like I couldn't even eat it like like cafeterias and stuff like that. Like Scotia Square when I used to work at uh, the bank that was right by there. Um, we'd go to Scotia Square for lunch and I couldn't even eat like in what? there by myself. What was it? I love a f- I I will always eat alone in a food court. I I think I only eat alone in food court. Yeah, I think I'm just a really gross eater. I have um, too though, but but I used I also used to be quite quite chubby. So oh, I think okay. for me eating is just like it used to be like a point of like self consciousness. Ah, uh, okay. So I'd want to do that without anyone looking at me. That's fair. Yeah, there's uh Andrew Vaughn when he was alive um was the same. He didn't like eating, eating in front of people. Yeah. I do it now all the time, though. It's <laughs> once you once you once you get over it. Like, I think it's important to address what's going on, and yeah. then just. I think Will Smith had a recent quote that was very empowering. My mom loves Will Smith. She told me she was hammered once. Favorite actor, Will Smith. That's hilarious. Carol Bell loves Will Smith. He had a, he said if you if you can't get over the fear, just do it scared. If you can't get over the fear. And then he karate chops the letters. It was very, very high budget. Oh wow! Yeah. So like, just do it. Just do it scared, and don't, don't, don't feel like you have to be confident in doing that. Yeah, just do it. Uh, That's that's sorry. That's a Nike trademark. We obviously didn't mean Nike's trademark. Yeah, just do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's certainly like for stand up. That was that was me. I was like, I'm not not at all confident in this. And yeah, because you were doing this for for a while, and then you just decided, all right. Stand up. I've mm-hmm. talked to these people enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had jokes, and I was just like, oh, I've been like curious about this for so fucking long, and people are always like, and people just assume that I was a comic. Oh, really? Because I hang out with so many comics. I'm like, they're my friends. So, like, I was like, it was this weird, like, I should just do it. Like, why am I, like, why not? Yeah. Like, like, like there's why people, but then there's why not people. I'm kind of more of a why not person with most things. It's like the the argument of like titles and oh, we shouldn't have to have a title in our relationship or I don't want to get married. Like, what's the point getting married? Your love is the same if you get married. And I'm like, yeah, but why not? Like, why not get married? Yeah, why not get married? If you love that person all the same. Just do it. What's the... Why are you scared to now have this added layer of commitment? You know? Yeah, I mean, some people just they, they'll go to any lengths to keep the government out of their business. But, but but isn't there like isn't there like tax? Like isn't it better for taxes if you're married or something? I don't know, but I got to say, it wouldn't be a very entertaining podcast. If we just talked about the, <laughs> the taxation of married couples versus common law. I don't know, I just, but I am glad you brought that up because they are the same. What is uh, the, common law and a married couple? Are they? Yeah, yeah, two years. Being with someone, you're pretty much married in the government's eyes. Really? Okay. So, yeah, I've never been common law with anybody. Almost, though. I lived with someone for, like, just a solid year, and then we broke up. Yikes. Mm-hmm. 
What are you common law with your lady now? Or yeah, I yeah. think yeah, we're talking about common law. Common law with a bunch of women. Yeah, I'm common law with a few people. Polyamorous common law. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, there's there's not a lot of amory, um, <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> it's there's, there's a poly of us living in there. Because uh, Vancouver, it's it's you know it's expensive, so like it seems that yeah. So everyone's got roommates. Like if you want a spot that's in Vancouver, you gotta have roommates. You gotta mm-hmm. have two, three. I've know someone who's got like six roommates. You just rent these old big houses and split the washer and dryer. Right. It's same in Toronto too. I Toronto's think. pretty yeah, pretty nuts too. Like you can even be making like a really decent living, and you'd still have roommates there. Yeah. Which is why like. I'll, I'll complain all day about the cost of one-bedroom apartments here in Halifax, but, like, it's still not, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as, like, yeah, places like Vancouver or Toronto. Montreal, I find. I, Montreal's I find as, bad. yeah, Montreal is, like, on par. I find yeah. the difference is because with all of these cities, like, when you talk about, like, how expensive it is, like, it's always, like, downtown. Like, it's, like, the downtown prices. If you're living in downtown Vancouver, your job, because of how big of a city it is and where it is in the world, mm. it's probably paying a lot more right. than the job of someone working in Halifax who lives downtown. Right. And so it all balances out. So it it's, all it's balances a, out. Yeah. You're right. But you're. But are you... So you've been living in Vancouver for a while. Yeah. Okay. Do, Vancouver or Halifax? Pick one. To, to live in? Yeah. Dartmouth. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I love Vancouver, but Dartmouth, Dartmouth's always home. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Which part of Dartmouth? Um, I live in Woodlawn, mm. but I'd probably mm. live out kind of closer to the to the water. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say Dartmouth. It is nice sure. out there in certain areas. Yeah. The winters <laughs> suck, but I mean, they're going to suck here. Like, if ideally I'd live in Dartmouth and then Vancouver for winter, but even like Vancouver winters are pretty depressing because it's just rain. And the cloud ceiling, because there's like the mountains are just right off you. So the cloud ceiling's so low. So you just feel like you're in a sad closet for about six a months. And it's us. I feel like I would belong there. Yeah, a lot of people feel at home. I there. actually love rainy days. When I wake up and it's not sunny, I just go, okay, the pressure's gone. Yeah. Like I, like I just, I love it. I used to, I used to feel that way too, but when it hits like a month and a half of straight rain, you're like, oh, I gotta actually go out and do something in this now. Yeah, no, that does <laughs> suck. That does suck when it doesn't stop raining outside. Not not in my soul, which it always is. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. All right, yeah, no, I guess we'll talk about you again. <laughs> so what's with the what's with the soul rain? Why do you, why do you, why do you, why do you have soul rain? Soul rain. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, you you messaged me over quarantine. <laughs> I feel like okay. I, I truly feel like it it it's a big sign when you have people reaching out going, "You okay?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, mean, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Like, it's a good sign it means people care. Well, it's a good sign after a real shitty sign. Because you obviously gave out a pretty shitty sign that needed these good signs to come your way. That's true. That is true. Um, but you, yeah, I know you reached out when I was having panic attacks, I think. Yeah. And so do, do you get panic attacks or anxiety attacks? Oh, yeah. I yeah? used to, for some reason, like this is a funny one. Because uh, uh, I do think that like with panic attacks and stuff like that, we need to make it boring. Because that's the only way that everyone will just admit that they have them. Because like it's so open and honest now. Oh, everyone's depressed and stuff. And I hate I hate saying it like that, but it's, we all know that 
let's say 70% of us deal with some sort of anxious disorder, depression, something like that. Something. 20% are talking about it. And then you got 50% of them who are just having panic attacks in closets and like trying to hide it, making it worse. So I, I would always get it over the McKay Bridge. Like really? I, I would have to time it, like my drive to let myself know that it's only a minute to get over the bridge. Because I would get panic attacks every time I drove over the bridge. Was it the heights? No, no, it was, it was it was it was just that bridge. I think I had it once there, and then it like develops a pattern, right? Uh, so if you have a panic attack doing something, then it just. But that was like my way home, <laughs> like, uh, like every day. Okay. So the worst was like if there was like an accident or something on it, and you're just stuck on the bridge. I would just start chain smoking oh. in my car. <laughs> just like, like the the stop would be probably for about five minutes. And, right, right, right. And I would, I'd be like four cigarettes in. I would just be like just huffing them back. Just like, okay, if you can do this, you're not going to pass out. You're not going to. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's wild. How do how do they manifest for you? Because this is what I'll say. And hopefully, like, this person doesn't mind me saying this. But. Name them. <laughs> I'm going to name them. But I had, I witnessed one. I know for sure he'll hear this. It's Chris Halef, isn't it? No. But, like, I had an experience where, like, I saw a friend have a panic attack, and it was very different and what from what I experienced, which is, like, very just, like, worked up, hyperventilating. Um, like, it's very obvious. Like, when you see yeah. me have one, you're like, yes, she's panicking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but this was this, uh, this friend of mine, like, just kind of stared into space and was blank uh, and got, like, tunnel vision and yeah. was kind of frozen. And I've never thought of a panic attack like that but that's what it is yeah it's so different for everybody so like how do they um manifest for you uh uh, for me i i'd say um get really sweaty Mm. my heart you know when your heart just starts actually feeling like it's moving your chest yeah i get that pretty bad um i would say like i used to have like really sporadic breathing but Mm. now it's just like deep breaths like i had one uh actually my most recent one is Weirdly enough, a funny story. Um, thank God, because we were just talking about fucking taxes <laughs> 10 minutes ago. Um, me me and the girlfriend, we were obviously in quarantine, and we um, we bought these gummies. You can buy, like, uh, mushroom and weed gummies from this one spot in Vancouver. Oh my so gosh. the mushroom gummies is a Combined or separate? Like, separate. Oh, okay. Uh, Jesus yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? Uh, so we combine them. Hybrid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You want a beach. Yeah. See what happens. So, <laughs> so we got them because she's uh, she doesn't smoke pot anymore. And I, I'm not a big pot smoker myself, but I love edibles. Um, because once you get panic attacks, mm-hmm. I'd always find that I'd still write jokes while I was having them. Like at least think of jokes. Oh my god! You try to like you try to like <laughs> when you're at least for myself when I'm sad. My best jokes come from me trying to like cheer myself up. Like, yes. I've done it ever since I've been a kid. So when I'm having a panic attack. I write those jokes and then I see if they work. So for weed gummies, I always get one like hands down. But I've become to the point where I'm almost addicted to that feeling like that body tense. Like, oh, this is going to be a banger of a joke that comes out. Oh, my God. Um, So we're we're doing these gummies and, you know, just hanging out at home. We can't go outside because, you know, we're we're good citizens. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) so we're, you know, flipping through Netflix and I see Back to the Future's on there. And so I'm like, oh, I would love to watch Back to the Future right now. You know, ripped on little mushroom. Absolutely. High, little, That'd be a good time to little, watch it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. my girlfriend's like, oh, I've never seen it before. And I was like, oh, my God, the whole trilogy is on here. Uh, so we, we watched the first one. And then I think like halfway through the second one, I started getting a panic attack because I forgot that Biff is based after like Donald Trump. 
Um, so I started thinking like this was like some sort of prophetic movie that we just didn't pay attention oh to. Oh my god! And then I started to worry that I was Marty McFly, <laughs> and that in the future I go back in time to like the the eighties and write this movie. Oh my! Just to god. let myself now know that I'm going to time travel. And we have to stop Trump. Oh my so God. I had this panic attack because I thought everyone was in on it. Like I, thought, I was like, this, this is it. And every time I looked outside, I saw a car that was parked. I was like, that's the fucking DeLorean. Like, was like, oh, my God. So I was having this like this this moment of just like tunnel vision, kept like trying to adjust myself, you know, like how you kind of like jump yourself like yes. out of it. Just doing that back and forth. My girlfriend, uh, <laughs> Chloe, looks at me. She goes, are you OK? I was like. Yeah, I can't talk about it. She goes, you've been breathing weird for like an hour and a half. And I guess I was just doing like Lamaze breathing. Mm-hmm. Like just, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want her to be in on it that I know that I'm Marty McFly. Oh like, my God. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it was like a, I guess like a weed psychosis induced panic attack. I mean, I, every time I've had edibles, I've, I've had, pan- like it's made me panic. Yeah. I've never never had a good edible experience ever. They get, they get good. Once you, once you know what you're getting into, because it's kind of like with, at least for myself, with, with panic attacks, where I was getting to a point where I was having them quite frequently. Once it starts, you're like, you know the ride that you're on. No, and, that's true. And you're like, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. This is happening. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I, don't yeah, think yeah. It's a, I don't think it's a heart attack this time. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. So I, You'll get there, and I, it is sweet. I literally always think I'm having a heart attack when, I'm, yeah. when I take out You can balls. feel it like right here, and you're just like, no, nope, yeah. this is it. And then you know, you have people with you like, ah, oh, it's not, it's not a heart attack. You're not gonna, you're not gonna have a heart attack. It's like, no, I, I smoke, I drink, I eat chicken wings a lot. Like, there's a lot of things that could give me. A, they could just all be coincidence. I'm not saying the pots give me a heart attack. I'm just saying maybe it's my time. Maybe it's. Oh god, that's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, that's no fun. I remember when when I did them over quarantine because I I got some, and I ate what I thought was the proper amount. Because you never really know, like when you buy them from a friend, you never know, like how many milligrams are in this cookie that I'm about to eat. Yeah, but I, I don't, had, like, even, I don't like, even know what that means. I had like half cookie. I'm like, I probably should have had a quarter, like truly. Um, but I literally thought uh, I finally got to my, myself to a point where I was like in bed, about to like go to sleep, and I was like, if I fall asleep, I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna wake up. So I kept forcing myself, like, I kept nodding off, like, doing that. Yeah, yeah, And I kept forcing myself awake, being like, I'm about to die. Yeah, because sometimes you get, you get so high, like, you can almost feel that moment right before you fall asleep, yes. where, like, it all goes quiet, and you're like, yes, not today. That's exactly what yeah. it was, and I thought that that was death, because, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I was dealing with a lot, like, because, like, with Andrew dying, like, it happened right at the start of quarantine. Yeah. And, like, I've never had someone that close to me die, and so it was a really weird grieving Thing that I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do edibles, and I even thought like, knock on wood, like I'd like to do mushrooms at some point. I have never done mushrooms before ever, really, and I would love to because I feel like I feel like they might be they might be better than edibles. Hopefully, like I'm hoping that they don't have the same effect. Well, you do them. have to eat them. Yeah, are they gross? Are they Not gross? really. They, no. They, they... Have you done a lot of mushrooms? Yeah, yeah, I've done I've done quite a bit of mushrooms. They're not really gross. The first time is a bit like. You think it's going to be grosser than it is, and then it just kind of tastes like a mushroom. Oh, okay. Yeah, a very, like, very barky mushroom. A barky you know mushroom? I mean. Like it's really loud? No, not... not. 
Uh, <laughs> no, like, it's like, like you're, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm gonna hang out with Albert too much, okay? Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 rubbing off. Yeah, it really, really <laughs> is. Ultimate compliment for a comic. Yeah, so yeah, it's like it's like a kind of eating like the outside of a gummy tree. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, but you can like grind them up. You can, you know, you can put them in the blender and. Yeah, I've heard people make like milkshakes or like or like the mushroom tea or yeah. something. Yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah. that too. I've never I've never done that though. No, are you big into like hallucinogens or? I think they're. I, I don't do them like every day, but I'd say they're my favorite. Jesus um, over the. Over the the break, we started uh, microdosing acid. Whoa! Um, so you can get like like acid, and then you put it in water and let it kind of distill. But we forgot to shake it when oh. we. So you're supposed to just take a shot glass of it and get kind of like the the body feels. Yeah. But towards the bottom of the bottle, it's just all acid. So we we took one, and then we just got nervous about going to the the coffee shop for about an hour and a half. Because you were like, we're, we're too high. Yeah, too it, was, high. It, was, it just the world just felt wrong. Like it just, <laughs> it just it did feel okay. And then we have we have this homeless camp that lives right by our house. So we got this one guy who runs by every day and um, yells at the trees. He tells he tells the trees to pretty much like get fucked. So I remember just being being on acid watching this man yelling at trees. the trees, and I was getting so mad. And I was like, do you know how much work those goddamn trees do for us? <laughs> You son of a bitch! The oxygen. They're working the, harder than the, you are. Yeah, you piece. They're of, not even. They're not yeah. getting paid either. Yeah, you take your torn fucking champion tracksuit and get the <laughs> fuck out of get the fuck out of here. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Oh my gosh, is it? Is the homeless situation like? Is it really bad there? It's so bad. Yeah, it's and it's. I'd say for the first like little bit when I was I was I didn't move down, but we just kind of traveled over to try out the comedy scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it was shocking, like mm. just you know just rampant dry. It's it's too big of a problem for for the cops to be able to deal with. So you just be you like don't mm. look down alleys. Uh, oh, yeah, man. my mom would be like, "Have you have you seen anyone die?" And I'd be like, "I don't know," like because they, they'll just nap on the sidewalk and then wake up out of nowhere. And then, you know, go get some soup. But we've got a camp that lives by our house now, which I think is actually a good idea because it's the only way to house them. Right. They put them in a park and say you can put tents up here and they give them rules and stuff like that. There's about 1,500 people in that park right now. I wonder what the fuck's going on in there. Um, They found uh, there's a story a while ago about this girl who lost her uh, Build-A-Bear with her mom's voice on it in Vancouver. And Ryan Reynolds said, hey... Bring this bear home, and it was found in that camp. People like raided the camp and found that bear. Really? Yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan. Re- Ryan Reynolds ba- getting so mad at Vancouver. He's like putting out tweets saying like, "Don't kill my mom. Like, stay inside." Like, are they? Is that where he lives? Ryan Reynolds. That's where he's from. Yeah, I oh, think he's from BC. Sh- I don't know if he's from Vancouver. I know he's from shit. BC. Oh, okay. yeah. Seth I Rogen's mean- doing the same thing. They try to get his voice on the bus. Like, that w- oh my god, that would be cool. amazing. I love Seth Rogen's laugh. Yeah, me too. Oh my god! It's so it, good. It makes me yeah. That's one of those laughs that's like infectious. I feel like some people just have really good. Albert's laugh is really like yeah. Barnett, when you get him going, he's got a good one. He's got a good one. Travis has a good one. Oh. There's a lot of people in the scene have good laughs, which is ideal. That's why I always like to have my buddy Gary at shows out here because his laugh, like if you get him, it's a foghorn. It's <gasps> is it? it's such a perfect laugh because even if your joke isn't that funny, even if Gary's just the one who got it. Everyone's laughing because his voice is. It, you can't not laugh when you hear it. It's the perfect <laughs> laugh. Mm. 
And so you've been here for a bit. And did you do any? You did. I saw you at the shoe shop once. Couldn't go, unfortunately. But I saw you were on there, and I was like, "Fuck, I want to see Richie." How how was that? Like doing good. doing comedy back here. Oh, it's so it's so nice because you guys can actually have full capacity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're really lucky right now. Yeah, it's like, I think it's the only spot in Canada. I think Montreal can, but you shouldn't be able to. Yeah. Um, but here it's like you know, there's there's no worries like. You know, you can have, like, what Kai Brady's had, like, 30, 40 people in that room. Vancouver, like, selling out a room now most of these spots is you get, like, 12 people in there. Right. Like, you have to, like, space everyone out. And But, yeah, no, it's been great. It's one of the friendliest, funnest scenes in the in the country, really. Did you surprise anyone with your return? Yeah, I didn't tell anybody, really, uh, that I was coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I was- told Robbie, because he runs, well, he produces all the shows. So, so it's a good thing shows, to let him yeah. know. Um, but yeah, I, I think I surprised, uh, Barnett, um, Adam Mitchell. Yeah. I surprised him. Aww. Uh, Rick McGray, the boy Rick McGray. Remember the name? Oh, remember the name. Um, he was very, he was very excited that I came back. Miss old, miss old Rick. Um, yeah, I mean, there's surprise and then there's, you know, I, I, I'm not very like vocal on social media or anything like that. So a lot of them are just like, oh, where have you been? It's like, <gasps> oh, I am. <laughs> I've been living on the other side of the country. Just, just, like, just, just over there. Yeah. Just over there in BC. Yeah. And That's yeah, funny. some people have been like, oh, we didn't even know you came back. It's like, yeah. Are you a big, like, what? So, yeah, you're. You, do you like social media? What's your social media, like, relationship like with it? I I don't hate it. I just, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm like I'm a, I'm a heavy user. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to now because you have to, like, that's how you have to promote projects is through yes. social media. It's just that highway of getting mm-hmm. to people. Mm-hmm. But before, I mean, if there's something I honestly found quite funny, mm. I would post it or, or something like that. But mm. mostly it's just wishing happy birthdays to people when it comes up. And you're like, oh, yeah. I hate that Facebook stopped giving you notifications for birthdays. Or maybe, maybe. I still get it. Maybe I should, like, figure out my settings because I miss so many birthdays because I just don't see the fucking... Like where it is now. Yeah, yeah. Like every day when I and then I feel like a piece of garbage. I, I get because I know for me, like I would be upset if someone forgot my birthday. So like whenever I forget someone's birthday, I feel like I feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, because that's like the most like it is exciting when it's your birthday because you get all those like those dopamine hits from your yes! from your, your Facebook getting blown up. But it's always the people you don't want doing that. Ah, oh, but like those are the people that you, you don't know you do want. Oh, that's actually true. You know what I mean? I like never the, really thought of it that way. Yeah, yeah, like if they weren't around, I'd probably be a little bummed. Yeah, everyone has that. It's like when you when you make like a Tinder profile. Not mm. that I've had to do that for a while, but there's <gasps> someone someone always has like you always have it in your mind who you'd want to match with. You know what I mean? You have like that. This is who I want. Do you know what's so funny? I'm really good at predicting when a guy because because there's this thing with with Tinder where it's like. Oh, girls get like girls get everything as a match. If you swipe right, you're just you're gonna get matches. If you're a decent looking girl, like you'll you'll do well. And I'm like, no, I know exactly when a guy won't match with me, and it's usually like hot lawyers. They never match with me. <laughs> like if a guy's in what a an suit, oddly specific. <laughs> if a guy's very attractive and in a suit, it's a no. It's a no. Why? I don't know what it is. I mean, I think. So you're looking for hot ladies in suits? Do you not have a suit? Maybe, I, maybe I just need more pictures of me in a blazer, like a pantsuit. Like I'm talking, Ooh. like a full pantsuit. That seems a bit stuffy yeah. for my, for me. A full pantsuit, like outside of a Wendy's, so it's like business casual. 
Would it look like I owned the Wendy's? No, because you'd be eating. You'd be having, you'd be eating Wendy's. <laughs> but I was I was testing the food. Yeah, you're just hey, hey look, I, I like to party, and I'm also maybe a lawyer. That's actually really funny. So I'm gonna get my phone. So I'm gonna have you look at my Tinder profile. Okay. Because this has never gone poorly for anyone. So you like the hub for the gossip? I feel like I'm kind of a hub for gossip here for sure. I feel like I'm. I'm neutral in that I can usually see both sides of any issue between two people because I've talked to both of them personally on a personal level. Yeah. And I know... So you like the mediator. Yeah, maybe mediator, but uh, I probably shouldn't mediate as much as I do. Yeah, and then and also, too, like, I think I just... Uh, people just feel like they can they can talk to me. Nice. About stuff, which is good. That's a good quality. Um... It is good, but it is, yeah, it can be Hot lawyers hate that quality. Hot lawyers, yeah. Hot lawyers, hot lawyers. If anything, if anything chafes a a hot lawyer's ass is a a woman you can can talk to. They never swipe right on me. Um, So maybe what I'll do is I'll show you. We can look at some dudes, too, if you want. Yeah. But let's, I'll go to, have you, how long has it? it been since you've been on Tinder? Oh, years. Really? Yeah. So... We need to do a tutorial because if we don't, you're going to accidentally super like a bunch of uggos. Um, so where do I... F- I don't even know where the fuck to find my profile. Even with a tutorial. Oh, so this like is my profile. So you can sc- you can like scroll through and then if you click info. Yeah, this might be the better way to do it. Yeah. So you can So you want me to through. critique? Or do you yeah, just critique. want me to, just want me to enjoy lawyers, it? Uh, that's me with cleavage and nachos. That's my podcast, which you have to know about. So this you're... is like on your bed. Mm-hmm. No, it's on the floor. It's right here. On the floor? Okay. That's probably where nacho should be. <laughs> and this is obviously you on uh, Night on the Town. <laughs> sure. Right? And that's a photo shoot. This is a photo shoot. It's very pink. Is there smoke in there? That's at Snigly Wiggly's. Okay. So there is smoke. Was it on fire? So this is a tattoo, obviously. Yeah, I have a rib tattoo. Shows that you're reckless. Mm-hmm. Okay, lawyers love that. And that, like, that's like I'm in a nice gown in that picture. So like, that's should say I'm in a light up bodysuit in that one. There's a lot. I think what it is, you have so many pictures. <laughs> is there too many pictures? Yeah, because like I remember when I was on Tinder, it'd just be like bang, bang, bang. So really. Side. Three to four. You want to pick your 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 slappers. What's what are the slappers? Uh, so if if it was <laughs> <laughs> pick the bad ones. So if it was if it was me. Okay. This one for sure. The podcast cover. Yeah. I mean, you always want to. I used to use Tinder for quite a bit of show promotion. Yeah, it's good. Where idea. I just would say, "Don't match." Like, just come to this show, and if they matched, like, what the hell are you doing? This is, Come to the show. Yeah. Th- no, find a match and then bring them to the show. Oh, idiot. I love that. So it's a bit of a <laughs> dickhead, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. That's a nice one. That's a mm. lovely one. I think if you can avoid selfies. This one, like, it is, it's, it's clearly. A selfie. Well, it's clearly a selfie, but there's some sort of facial app on there. Is there not? Yeah, it's pretty smoothed out. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very different. It's the Paris filter on Instagram. It's ruining us. It is. Oh, well, uh, if it's a known filter, then you're fine. I just don't know the filters. Oh, oh. Paris, so Paris is like the first one that you swipe. And it just it just makes just smooths it, it. It lights everything up and smooths it. And it's it's truly ruining. Well, that's probably fine. Ruining 
women, I think. Personally. Yeah, because there's Cause a, it's not your face. Well, and there's like a thing in the. Um, I can't remember what I was watching. I think it's just like a YouTube video or something like that where uh, plastic surgeons are getting bombarded with like a request to almost make girls are going in and women are going in to make themselves look like a filter. Yeah, I know. This is is why it's the issue. But like, here's the thing. I know it's an issue. I will still use them. You know, like it's crazy how reliant on. So you like them so much that you hate yourself. (laughs) Jesus Christ. No, I think I know it's bad. Are you but worried I'm you become s- codependent to everything? But like I've, it doesn't have to be a person. I'm still addicted to filters. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, fine. I'm trying. I'm trying to be better with it. Oh, I'm and you've linked like, your Instagram, which is weird because it's not showing updated versions on the Instagram. But what's the what about the bio? Is the bio good? You, am I allowed to read? Yeah, it? you can read it out loud. I like to be treated like a little kid. No, I said. Can you imagine if she wrote that she liked to be treated like a little kitty cat? Kitty cat? Yeah, you can't put that on there. Uh, this one. Kitty I don't cat? think. Oh, man, those margaritas just hit me right now. <laughs> Host slash producer of the Intoxicated... Okay, that's accurate. The Intoxicated Podcast, a mm-hmm. drunk comedy podcast. Toss I a, should take drunk out because it's not always drunk. But, I mean, it's kind of implied in the name. Mm. Um, Which but I you should put a link to it. I, I regret the name of the podcast. I think it's clever. Can I tell you the the... The, the name that I would change it to yeah. if I did do a rebrand. Yeah. Run the light. Mm. Don't like it as much? No, it's too wordy. Intoxicated is, is perfect. But it's bad because if you were passing someone on the street and you were like, subscribe to the Intoxicated Podcast, they would assume it's not T-O- like T-A-L-K. The pun makes it SEO not friendly at all. Yeah, uh, running the light, uh, like it just sounds like a nighttime podcast. Running the light, like like when you get the light in comedy. Oh, I, I I know what the light is, Sarah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I I got the reference, but I, I oh, Robin, that's actually a great song. I don't know if you've heard the cover of it. Um, oh, yeah, I have Kings of Leon. Oh well, there's a Kings of Leon one. There's also a guy on, um, Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, oh Who yeah, the, the dude version. Yeah. Made me almost cry in my car one time. There's a Kelly Clarkson slowed down version of it too. That's really nice. good. Yeah, it's just a good song. Should I add anything to the bio that like would make me stand out more? A stand-up comedian. Um, I can't say comedian yet. Uh, yeah, but it's Tinder. Everyone lies. Um, you're, so you're saying you're a PR geek? Or did we find a lie right off the get-go? <laughs> I have a PR degree. I like doing, like, I like, you know, show promotion and stuff. So, yeah, I guess I could, I could keep that. Okay. I'm not totally in love with it, though. Uh, yes, and, and I like PR geek slash event planner. planner. Okay. That's a, right off the bat, hitting it strong. Um, and then you, and then you, and then you, and then you, strong saying I'm an event planner. And then, and here's what I'll say. I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm picking this apart. No, I love this. Um, Music slash pop culture lover says it's saying something, but it actually says nothing. It's like mm. it's, it's I like music and TV shows. Oh, my God. That's funny. Yeah, uh, no, you're, you're totally right. But what about open book with very little filter? I like that. That's nice. That okay. like, lets them know you're, you're sassy. Let's edit this then, shall we? If, yeah, okay. If, if we think, how do I... How the fuck? Report? No, I don't want to report myself. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've can already I re- done it. Two reports can in I one day. Can I report myself? I'm going to get rid of that Damn. smoothed out filter there. Man, 
Yeah, my cat. I'm gonna delete that one. I'm gonna delete the gown one too. I think. I would. Yeah. Um, I will say for this one to be right off the top, it looks like an OnlyFans. If, 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 and if you do have an OnlyFans, that's fine. But I like, do. put the link in your bio so people can. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. To not, yeah, you're right. That's you what everybody only... says that it looks like an OnlyFans picture. Yeah, but and if, it's you wild. Do, if you do have OnlyFans, put your link in there so you can get it, some. It's wild, though, because no, the link I'm only sharing with certain people. I should change that, though, so I can actually get more people signing up. Yeah, what's, I mean, you want you need fans. Yeah, but I don't want people being like, here's the host of the Intoxicated Podcast, Naked Body. I'm like linking that. Or leaking. leaking. Oh, man, your shows would pop off the charts if you were known as the... The the naked one. <laughs> I was I've been spending You're my probably not wrong. Yeah, I've, I've been spending You're, my whole career trying to be known as the, the naked, naked one. one. Nobody watches that video. The naked one. I'm gonna take out. Yeah, I'll take out music slash pop culture lover because yeah. that's not even really true right now. I haven't watched a lot of media in the last like what, year. What I think is funny is, and this is something I used to do put a put a quote that isn't actually a quote. In your so like I used to have put your nips into it and have it as like a Gandhi quote so like quote Gandhi Gandhi <laughs> put your nips into it slash Gandhi yeah that's funny what um, would I what would I actually put I don't know who's your who's your comedic idol Nikki Glaser Nikki Glaser mm-hmm. life is like a, a box of McNuggets sometimes you get seven in a six pack. Nikki Glaser. <laughs> That's funny. Do you want to quickly scroll through and see, like, if there's any what, hot lawyers? What dudes are like. But for the love of God, don't swipe up. That's a super like. Do not do that. Okay. Without my permission. Um, you can click through. Get are you more able info. to see their bias as well? Yeah, so you just got to click right. the info button. But, like, right is right. No is no. And you can also hit these little buttons at the bottom. You can, which makes it easier. All right, so we got Steven. How do you feel about that? It's a PH. How do you feel about that? Uh, the One of my first loves, a guy that I love that didn't love me back, was named Steven. So here's here's actually, he's done something similar to you. So you guys might actually get along. So he's done martial arts instructor <laughs> and math nerd. <laughs> it's not at all similar. Well, he had PR geek. He's a math nerd. Nerd. Seems Intra- like a boring date. <laughs> yeah. I mean... He's not really smiling in any of his He's, pictures. He is pretty cute, though. What else does the bio say? The bio. So he lives in Halifax. He goes. He, he's a data analyst um, who does martial arts. So mm. he's six feet. Mm-hmm. Martial arts instructor, math nerd. Interests include hiking, backcountry camping, reading, cooking, math slash physics, martial arts, drawing, long walks, or draw. He's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a murderer. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Stephen. Oh, we got Allah. <laughs> University of Jordan lives in Halifax. How do you feel about Allah? Um, I go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, here we go. Here's a winner. So he's a bit. He's a bit younger. Oh, he has a cat. Yeah, look at that. Look how happy that. He's a bit younger. Is. That's okay. 27 is that is that too too deep into the I can't be picky at this point I'm 33 my eggs are dying yeah <laughs> please Sean don't ruin this look he's he's got so the nose ring is permanent it's in every picture 
Look at that. He's got costumes. What is is that? A, That's a, a pasty. Those are pasties. What's he holding? He's holding a, the tail of his cat costume to to look as as though it's a penis. <laughs> I found my prince. He's he's okay. We're starting. Maybe we're starting to think Sean's not for you. Uh, the costumes are getting a bit, a bit, a bit different. What's the costume now? Uh, it's like a. It's like, it's like, I don't know. So, I mean, the, the highlight of it is he's drawn a breast on a uh, midriff cut T-shirt. He's drawn, I mean, there might be two. It's there underneath might be a glass two, but... of red wine. But it's kind of like, I would imagine, like if Shania Twain put out a lingerie yeah. line. Yeah, it, he's kind of going for that schoolgirl. Is he trying to look like a schoolgirl? I don't know, but it he might just be confident as hell. Mm, so that's maybe. a good sign. So 27. Um, that one, he kind of looks like Otter. Yeah, a little bit. They do that same stick their tongue out in pictures. <laughs> I assume he's still doing that. Uh, oh, look, there we go. There's the fishnets. What I knew there was going to be fishnets. What is happening here? Oh, he missed a match. Yeah, I know. That's intentional. They weren't lawyers. Oh, he's put fuck all into it. Yeah. He's hoping his picture speak for itself. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Sorry, Sean. All right, we got Nate. He was recently active. Mm. So that means he was on. He wasn't just like at the gym. (laughs) That means he was like recently on this. Yeah, although that would be awesome to find out when they were last physically active too. Yeah, so here we go. Just doing me since 93. Gives you a bit of a hint towards his age, doesn't it? So he would be five years younger than me. 27. They do still put it like... Oh my God, it's right there. Fuck. They do still put it on. Look, okay, he's having fun in a big chair. Okay. Do wop that thing. Oh, Lauren Hill. So oh, he's got good taste in music, and you're a music and pop culture lover, so that's mm-hmm. almost perfect. I think we got to see if there's a bio because the pictures are good. They're okay. Pictures are very good. Just doing me since not. No. Nope. Yeah, not quite. You know what? Yeah, you gotta put, you gotta put more in your bio, people. What? It's a match. With oh, Mary. okay. Richie got me a match. Oh, don't. Oh, don't message. What up, Scotch Tape? Richie. My lad? I won't do it. Yeah. I I honestly hope it works out with you, Nate. So I'm not going to do it. We'll wait for him. How do I get out of here? Keep playing. (laughs) It's pretty much a game. It says keep playing? No, but it it feels like like when you return the swiping, it's like return to game. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, all right, let's level up here. We got Eric, 25, willing to lie about where we met. The fuck does that mean? A lot of people are ashamed about meeting on Tinder. Oh, is that what it is? Meeting on apps. How'd you meet your girlfriend? Um, At a comedy show. What? um, Initially. And then I couch surfed with her uh, when I went back to Vancouver the second time. And I told her I was going to date the crap out of her for about four weeks. And she finally broke down and said yes. So wait, so you guys were friends first? Yeah, yeah. Does she friends. does she do comedy or she just watch it? No, no. She uh, she just loves comedy. Oh uh, well, uh, that's that's the dream, though. and that's why I killed every chance I had with any comedian when I start doing it myself. When I could have just been a fan, but oh well. Oh, you don't think comedians <laughs> can date? Um. It, oh well. It's this. I ask this a lot on the podcast. Uh, a lot of men say they should not. A lot of men say they should not. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of men have been hurt. What do you think? I think that, yeah. Why not? Why not? Thank you. Why not? Yeah, I, I dated a, a comedian. Um, 
And I mean, the reason that we we broke up was because uh, they went to go work abroad for quite a while, and I wasn't good enough at being happy on my own. So I just had one of those like freakouts, <laughs> like got hammered and like had one of those freakouts. So we didn't work out because of that. But I, I think it's it's really cool to if you're dating a comedian because you can when you get home, it's like you can work on bits together. Yeah. And, yeah. Go to show like you understand the lifestyle and what the inner workings are, and I think that the advantages outweigh the negatives, honestly. Yeah. And I think anyone who says, "Oh, you shouldn't shit where you eat," like, how are you meeting people otherwise? Well, like, and that's such a that's such a weird saying to begin with. It's such a weird saying, and also it just means that someone shat where they ate once, and they're like, "Don't do that." <laughs> But also, it's like we're adults. So okay, okay. So you 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 date a, another person who does comedy, and it doesn't work out, and your heart is broken. Okay, be an adult. Don't go to shows if you're too hurt to see that person that they're on. Um, you know, or just avoid it. Like I don't know. There's ways around it. Yeah, or go to shows in hopes that they're too broken to see you at the shows, and that you get the leg up so that when they come back out of nowhere and they're a better comedian than you, yeah. you at least have the, the repetitiveness to stay current in I, the scene. Exactly. I just think it's a... I don't think any dude in the world met a girl that he was like attracted to and really was into and went, oh, no, we're we're in the <laughs> same industry. Yeah. You know, like, it's just a cop I'm a doctor. You, you a doctor? Oh, like, yeah, we can't... <laughs> we like, can't do that. Honestly, Our I, kids would be too happy. I think it's such an excuse. Such yeah. an excuse and... I'm getting a little fired up. Well, I, I think what it is, like when it when it comes down to it, is that, that guys like we we don't deal with uh, negative feelings mm. as well. Do you mean do you mean like like sadness and sadness and we we just we I I hope that we're the last generation of guys who have to do this because I do think as it gets more um, okay for boys to cry and mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Hopefully, we'll eventually get to a point where it's not an issue. But mm. you almost have to when there's like a breakup or something that happens. Guys don't really know how to act, and if you have to go to venues where your ex girlfriend's there, because there is nothing worse than being broken up with and that girl kills it on stage and then gets hit on by a bunch of dudes for being so funny. That probably sucks, but. To, to avoid dating in the the industry altogether, it's just it, it's cowardly. That and like I I hope people realize how hard it is to date in general, and how how hard it is like unless you're on apps all the time, like to meet people. And it's like yeah, of course, like you're gonna get feelings for people you're exposed to yeah. and around. And comics are around each other a lot. Not only are we around each other a lot, we are like you know pretty much ball around- to ball. And, like, late at night, we hang out for hours after shows and shit and shoot the shit and, like, get to know each other. And it's very, like, uh, uh, Travis Lindsay described it as, like, big brother. Like, it's a very, like, you're very close very quick because you have this bond kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a fucking cop out and thank you for, uh, thank you for being pro. Yeah. Me and my girlfriend right now, we work in the same industry in the same department. Do you really? Yeah. We work on different shows. But we... I think it's important, like, if you are dating a comedian, that you mm. have something else because you should have, you know, other interests and hobbies that separate you. That's right. So I think kind of focusing on, like, a one podium relationship kind of thing. That's true. And that is that is something that I feel like is so important to me personally. Like, if I ever do get into a relationship again, like... Fingers crossed, Mark. Fingers crossed. It's been almost a Mark, decade. Mark Norman? Mark Norman. He, he watches this, right? I hope so. 
I mean, I mean, he's only like semi-famous. Oh no, he's pretty famous. I, I almost said semi-famous, but no, he's pretty famous. Um, but yeah, no, if he does listen, it's time to hit me up, buddy. Um, yeah, no, that's something that I want to, that's very important to me, like having things outside of it and making sure the guy does too. Yeah. It can't be like one sided. It can't yeah. be I'm, one I'm, person. Has. I'm notorious for it because like even with, with work and stuff like that, where, you know, they're quite long days. Mm-hmm. There are times where it's like weeks where, especially during quarantine, I would just play video games just to get like that, that refreshing. Yeah. And then you're, you you kind of realize like, man, I'm lame. Like yeah. if, if I was single right now, I'd be meeting no. I mean, because obviously quarantine stuff like that, you shouldn't shouldn't be dating during quarantine, right? But like just to play video games for for that long, just yeah. You're just like I gotta find something else. So I started writing. Oh, nice! Yeah. Like jokes. Um, well, jokes are just yeah, I have sketches, mm-hmm. um, scripts. Me and uh, mm-hmm. me and a buddy out west actually, we've submitted our script to a few um, competitions. Ooh, is um, it for like a TV show? Yeah, yeah. So we're working on a on a mini series. I'm not allowed to say what it is, just in case it's Ooh, technically that's taken. so exciting. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really it's really cool to kind of get into the ins and outs because like I deal with scripts all the time at work. Right. So it's like to actually see how it's supposed to look. Right. It, it's it changes everything. Like there's so many little things that when you start writing a script, a lot of people kind of do it as like a story, and then they. They, they don't put in enough detail and stuff like that for how the scene's supposed to look and then realistically how you're supposed to film it. Like, right. oh, you can't just have gosh. an idea in your head and be like, we're going to need to be on top of a building for this scene. And then yeah. the police, it's like, no, it's like... So much goes do, into it. Do you know it. how expensive that is? Like, you, you know can't I mean? do that. So, like, being able, because I work being in locations, we you know, we deal with a lot of the, the budgets for shooting outside of a studio. Right. And he's on, an actor, so he knows kind of... The actor side of it. Right. So he can be like, all right, this will be a really tough day for actors if we film it like this. So us working together, we've actually made a script that's quite nice. And it's like, you know, filled up like so much my corn. Like we're we're doing like video calls like we're fucking George Clooney. That's like, amazing. Like, so what, what, is it like a comedy? Yeah, it's a comedy. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. It's kind of like a dramedy, I would say. Oh, I, I love that. What I love about comedy is my least favorite thing about comedy <clears> is when you can tell what the punchline is, like when a joke's kind of written out for you. Yeah. And they start the joke, and you know they've got comic voice is something I absolutely hate. Oh, and like I, my favorite comedians are the ones who sound how they do off stage, on stage, because there's nothing worse than someone you know about this. It's like that's not yeah. how you talk. Like, I feel like I have the comic. Voice. You'll get, you'll have comic voice for a oh, while. I think I have comic voice, and I hate, like, and I, I hate how over animated I can be sometimes on stage. But I think I found a point. I found a happy medium of like just being a little, a little more me, but not yeah. too much. Yeah, because because you run that risk. You do run that risk of like overacting. Yeah, because with it, comedy in Vancouver, like there's so many like because the turnover so high. So you've got new comedians trying it out every week, and everyone comes out like I was at work today, and uh, you know. It's oh like, my gosh! Like. Shut up! I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> like if I met you at Subway, you wouldn't be like, "I'll grab the." Uh, you know what? You know what? I'll grab the. The foot long, the oh foot long. Uh, can I get a cold cut, please? Can I get a cold cut? You know what? You know what else? You know what else? <laughs> get, that, get some extra cheese on there if I can get it toasted too. That's be... literally what I got last night. Yeah, no, it's cold cut that, with extra cheese. It's the best sub. It's the best sub. Oh my god! I actually haven't tried a lot of different varieties at Subway. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm too worried. Every time I see someone get a steak one, I'm like, it looks pretty fucking good. Well, whenever I see someone get a steak one, it's just like <laughs> all they're telling me is they got paid that day. <laughs> 
Because, yeah, you can throw out 14 bucks on a sub the day you've been paid. Or, like, a steak poutine. Yeah. Like, someone's fancy. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, I put ketchup on just to mix it in with the gravy to seem like I have more gravy. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Shit. Yeah, no, um, that's so interesting. So, you're writing a script. You're developing that. Yeah. I have a friend who, like told me that I should try to write a pilot for something. And I was like, what would you, like, what would your, so people who don't have any type of film writing or anything background, just the average Joe, do you have any advice for people, like, writing literally a TV show? Well, not on the location side of things, because locations is very kind of, we just allow the film production to hit the ground running. Right, right, right. So our job is basically to make sure everyone's got a place to be Mm. so they can get to set and actually do the the Mm. filming. But in like um, from my writing experience, because I have been writing sketches for for quite a while, just keep it simple. If you find something funny, it probably is. That's right. You don't have to add a thousand yeah, things to because it. the biggest problem I have, especially people who do have comic voice, and mm-hmm. like there's always comedians who they always try to, to feel smarter. Mm-hmm. They, it's like they they throw in little puns when they doesn't actually benefit the joke. It's almost just like a reminder to the audience, like I'm smart. And then they continue with the joke. I'm yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite jokes are I'll take like a five minute bit. Like I've been trying out a new one this week. It's about right now. It's about five to seven minutes long. Holy shit. I want to see how long I can make it. That's so funny. So I want to see if I can make this seven minute bit into a 20 minute long bit. So the story. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're so good with stories. And you did the, that last night debates too. Yeah, it, I think it's just a, a funny for me it, I've always found that those are my favorite favorite comedians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I much rather have a very detailed story and then have very little payoff at the end than know where the joke's happening and then it's kind of like if, I'm, if I say I'm going to rick roll you. Right, right, and right. And then I rick roll you. It's not very funny. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some some jokes like it's just very predictable and yeah. like for, formulaic Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's so much concern about like laughs per minute. You might hear that kind of nonsense. I didn't get into comedy for the rules. I, no, the, yeah. Like it's if you find it funny, just figure it out in a way that's palatable. That's very true. And is the, laughs per minute literally like literally just that per minute, or is it per joke? It's per, per minute. Per minute. So it's okay. if you have what and you know it is it is a good way to track kind of where to kind of trim the the fat on your jokes. But it's you record yourself and you, mm. you listen to it. And then if you have a joke that starts off pretty good, let's say you get a laugh at like 15 seconds in. Mm. And then you got about 40 seconds into the same joke where where you don't have a laugh. And then at the end you have a laugh. You need to trim it. You need to trim it so you can add more laugh. Exactly. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Hmm. Laughs per minute. Okay. I'm going to have to start thinking of it, of it that way. Because I have been recording. I've recorded all but one of my okay. sets. And that, I mean, at least get audio recordings. Yeah. Yeah. I just do it on my, yeah. my voice memos on, yeah. on my phone. So audio recordings are, and I'm not the most consistent with it. Um, and even like doing sets, I, I'm very ill prepared half the time. Really? Um, because I do, I do like the idea of kind of treating comedy like poker mm. where you just, you know, you hold your, hold your cards. You don't, mm. I'm not going to say I'm funny out loud. I, I love sets where, and I've seen it a few times where it's the person almost seems like they don't know what they're doing. And then it's all just like a trick. <laughs> it's a yes. trick. And then they hit you with some banger of a joke at the end. Uh-huh. I love that stuff. Uh, James Acaster, if you haven't seen um, his comedy special yet, Repertoire. James Acaster, okay. It is the best comedy special on Netflix right now. Oh, damn. Okay. It's like a four-parter, and he keeps running jokes throughout. 
And it's that kind of style. The um... he'll he'll put you into his universe. He's he's wow. a very he's very good at spinning a web. Oh wow! And it's just he's very good at starting a joke, kind of veering away from it, and then reminding you why he told you that story like. 10 minutes later. Oh, wow. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Hannah Gatsby's actually quite good at that as well. Mm. Um, I've never watched any of her stuff. Nanette is powerful. Is it? it, it I've heard it's polarizing. I've heard like so, people yeah. can either like love it or hate it. Yeah. I, I, I can see that for sure because the, uh, for me, the best part of it is when she gets mad. It's it's the moments you live for. Oh, yeah. Uh, because she'll do like stand up and then she actually like gets mad about some like real shit. And... When she goes back to comedy, you're just like, this isn't even... No, keep yelling about... It's like uh, when... Uh, uh, was it? Tig Nagaro did her, her special after she had gotten um, breast cancer. And she was oh, talking okay. about how she had to have her, her boobies removed. Boobies. Um, and she was like, I'm sorry. How old are you? I'm 29 years old. <laughs> boobies. Yeah. That's what they are, right? They're boobies. I like boobs better. Tits is my favorite. I love boobies. I like saying tits. Boobies for me is just, I'll never be in a bad day if I can say boobies. <laughs> That's the sound bite. <laughs> yeah. That's, did you ever write boobies on a calculator? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But actually, I remember when I figured it out because someone showed it to me and I was like, what the hell did you do that? Because I had one of those fancy ones where the five was like an actual five. Oh, okay. So I had to go to the dollar store and get like the regular calculator. It's just so I could spell boobies on my calculator like an idiot. That's so funny. I remember like someone once like was about to show me their calculator like like they had written boobies on it. Yeah. And they looked all bashful. And then I looked down and it just said egg. It was like three six six. <laughs> I was like, damn, just egg. That's a wholesome joke. I don't know why. Throw that funny. one in the set list. Oh god. Oh man, that's so fun. I don't. I haven't told a story yet in stand up. It's uh It's definitely. Yeah. It. There's an art to it. There's an art to it. There. I would. I would say the. The, the hardest part about about doing stories and, and doing longer form kind of jokes is eating silence. Yeah. Because like the second you 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 break like when because it's going to get uncomfortable. Mm. And if you show that it's uncomfortable, you've lost them. But if you there's a difference between like silent and interested. So if you can keep them interested and the last per minute can come from not like necessarily jokes, but like movements could be from like if you bring up something that's yeah. meant to be like intense mm-hmm. bring it up and then drink because now you're kind of like winding them up right um but there it is it is quite an art form there's one time i did an entire set uh much to the chagrin of the vancouver yuck yucks where i just did leg stretches for seven minutes oh my gosh just to see if i could Oh, my Lord. And just, like, feeling like I was like, if I can sit through seven minutes of just, like, like doing lunges, just, like, just just grunting and commenting on my, how deep the, the stretch is. You didn't talk at all? Or you just talked about the stretching? And yeah, that's all I talked about. And then it was all for a joke that at the end I was like, oh, I was hoping that'd be funnier, but that was a fucking stretch. Oh, my and, God, Reggie. And that's how I did it. But, like, you, you watch your audience and you're... <laughs> Yeah. Wow. It, it, it was all for it was all for nothing. But you get to like if you can sit in it. I love that. There is definitely something about taking a risk 
that's like really exhilarating in comedy. Like there's one thing that I've been wanting to do that I haven't done yet, which is like I have a joke about edging. Which is like that guys have just been edging me, like about edging during sex. I don't know if there's another word for edging, but like that, they've been doing it my whole life, like just with the, without the orgasm. And then I say it doesn't count as edging if you get up, leave, and drive home. Like that doesn't count. Like guys, guys think that they're edging me, but they're really just leaving. <laughs> but I thought a really funny thing I could do with that joke is just go, hey, because I usually open it with like. Do you guys know what edging is? Because not everyone does. Yeah. Some people don't. So I usually ask, like, do you, are you guys familiar with edging? And I thought it would be funny never, to... Never ask them. Shh, no? Just be like, the guys have been edging me. And then... This they, means that they're... Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And then almost look at them like... Okay, so like, find somebody. Find your like comrade in the audience. Because if it's going to be a story, you need someone... On your side that the audience is like, oh, thank God they're not looking at me. Well, it wasn't going to be a story, but what I was going to do was I was going to be like, do you guys know what edging is? No. And then I just don't do anything, and then I just literally walk off stage. <laughs> That'd be good. I think, I think Albert that, really wants me to try it. I, th- I think that's a really funny ending. But, like, it has to happen. Like, I think it, I think it, it would only work. It has to be a ladies' work. night. And I think it would only work if, like, I said, you guys know what edging is? And, like, I got a good reaction. Like, people are like, yes! Like, and then I just go. Then I take a drink. And then off you go. And sit in it. Because you're right. As a, Especially when you're new. You um, tend to speed through things. And it's all about speed and getting as many jokes in as you can. Because you're eager. Yeah. You're like, you're like I want to get everything in. I practice these jokes. I need to do them all. And there's something about just, like... Yeah. Sitting like and sitting in the laughs and like the, just be in the pocket just, and letting the laughs. Also, just letting the laughs die because I've been for too long just going right into another joke as people are still laughing yep. and that's that's um I gotta stop doing that. So it's good that you're aware of that because mm-hmm. it's like all the little things like you know even like moving the mic stand to yep. to an extent. Um, yep. What I what I started doing is um I just started putting the mic stand right in front of me. So there's a lot of shows uh, back home where I'll do like a, a kind of like a guided meditation, mm. and I'll just try to get them to close their eyes. I did it at <laughs> Kai Brady's, and it, and it, and did it, you? Yeah, it was, it was quite funny to actually see it see it work because normally I'm yelling the entire time to close their eyes. Oh my gosh! But I'll, I'll sit facing away from the audience, and I'll still have the mic stand behind me. Okay. And I'll just talk up to the microphone. Talk and you tell them to close their eyes. What what else is that? Uh, it, I'm not going to give all oh, my yeah, material away fair. for free. But now I'm just curious. Now, now it's just me being like, I just want, I wish I could have seen this happen. Yeah, and it's just, yeah, you just get them to close their eyes, relax, and you, you do a guided... The, the point of it is, is to do a guided meditation, but if you ever bring up guided meditations with people, they're always like, oh, I can't meditate. My brain yeah, wanders, yeah. right? My, yeah. I can't, I can't keep my mind quiet. Yeah. So as the guided meditator, I'm the one who gets distracted with, with jokes that are just stories. Oh, wow. So it's... A, I did it one time at a yoga studio. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, for their laughing yoga. And it was uh, a, like a 50, 55 minute set of just nonsense. Holy shit. Yeah. Like almost an hour. Almost an hour. That's madness. Yeah. And you get like a musician with you. And oh, my God. Yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. Yoga. When I once I started opening my eyes to what comedy can be because mm-hmm. you always look at like who you want to be in comedy and like yeah, everyone's got their idols kind of like their north star like yours okay. is nikki glazer mine's mm-hmm. very much norm mcdonald um they're your north star mm-hmm. for comedy is this mm-hmm. funny is this not funny 
Mm-hmm. And I started realizing like you can you can literally do whatever you want. Oh, like, absolutely. And like that's that's what makes it awesome. Yeah. There's just, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so cool to just be able to be like, "Oh, what did you do on Tuesday? Oh, I did fucking comedy at a yoga studio." Right? Like where that's... like music open mics are just, you know, it's the same thing. Everyone's got their cover of Wonderwall and That's right. Maybe they go home and tell their friends they're a musician. That's right. Like, and every set you do is different. Yeah, there's nothing Even worse in little ways. Yeah, every set's going to be different, and like when a musician does poorly, no one really flacks them because everyone in the audience is like, "Oh, I can't play guitar anyway." Like this guy, this guy's playing good. guitar. Yeah, but when comedians, when we suck, everyone's like, "I've been funny." Right? Like, <laughs> they think that they yeah, think that it like, hits so hard. It right. sucks so bad. Oh man, Did you, have you ever had any really bad bombs? Oh yeah, yeah. What's a good bomb story that you have? Uh, I had one. It was at uh, Twelve Kings um, in Vancouver. Um, I will say though, for the first month when I was in Vancouver, when when me and Otter just went over to see, if, you know, try comedy for a little bit and come back, we sucked for about. <laughs> A month and a half. Oh my god! For the amount of time that I think maybe it was just just because he came back a little bit earlier than I did, um, but every night and we were walking to venues oh. like sometimes two hours. Oh my god! Like and Otter's like so particular about what he would wear, right? Because he had you know his stage clothes, yeah. so he had like you know his denim jacket and his his, his <laughs> new Brunswick torn jeans. We're walking two hours to a venue to do five minutes in front of nothing but comedians. <laughs> Just to suck. Just to eat shit. We ate shit for a month. Oh, like, my Lord. And no show went well. Like, really? It was so bad. What made um, you keep doing that? I, 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 for me, it was just like I, I didn't want to be just funny out here. Right, right, right. Like, something went wrong. And so it's all about like learning like regional yes. kind of what's funny out here and kind of learning your audience. So yeah. I went to Edmonton, then Calgary, Regina, Toronto, and then back and then back to Vancouver. But it went well in Edmonton. And I was like, all right, so it's literally just Vancouver that I suck in. Interesting. Um, or at least so far. I haven't been everywhere, but at this That's point. That's weird. Yeah. So Vancouver, I was like, I have to go back because I have to be funny there. You have to conquer it. You, yeah. have to, you have to master it. Yeah. I had to go back. What was it about Vancouver people, do you think, that like just didn't... It just didn't work. I think looking back is I tried to play the tourist card too hard. Yeah, yeah. I tried to kind of pander to the fact that we were from the East Coast. I think we I think we did that too much. And, like, nobody from Vancouver is actually from Vancouver. So everyone's from, like, Red Deer, Calgary. That's right. So it's, it's there's no novelty. Mm. Anyone who's lived in Alberta has met an East Coaster because they're working the oil fields or doing landscaping. Right. So I think we hit I think we hit a pretty weird point there where it's just, like, no one would... No one really cared <laughs> that we were right. from the East Coast. No one in the comedy world cared that we were from the East Coast. Oh, my god! And we went up thinking that was like our, our oh, gambit, like, oh, what unique fruit we are. Like, like stick, yeah. yeah. So so that sucked. And they're, they're very PC, so, like, I swear quite a bit. So if, if when I was when I was on, I think I said, I don't even know if I can say on the podcast, I think who's going to be so worried by I said I said something about, like, I'm not retarded. Oh, yeah, or something okay. like that. I, th- I said that I said the word retarded, mm-hmm. and uh, they were against me. Yeah, right, all right off the get go. Uh oh. And they were just like, no, it's like that's just, you know, it's just like, like my lamp can be retarded. Like it's like it's not. I'm <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not that. It's one of those words that yeah, certain people really yeah. don't like that. I eh? yeah. The only time you can say retarded is telling someone it's not okay to say retarded. That's right. Which is fun. But anyway, so that's why we sucked. 
<laughs> so we sucked for for literally a month, and then and then I went to Edmonton and went a little bit better. I went to Calgary. Um, my I was doing couch surfing, and my couch surfer bailed, so I had to sleep in a park. Um, they bailed like like they they're like oh, we can't host you tonight oh. as I had landed. So I was taking Greyhounds. Did you know these people? No, no, it's a, it's an app you can you can oh, sign up for. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Oh. So it's like you just, people host their couches and... That's wild. Yeah. That is crazy. It's, yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah. But it's so cheap. Oh, it's, yeah. They don't charge you anything. It's just, yeah, you can, if they have availability, they'll put themselves as... Like, I've done it a couple times. Like, I've had couch surfers come And over. you've just been in someone's living room. Yeah. And do you, do you talk to them? Yeah, 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 you hang out. You Like, it's usually people who have traveled quite a bit already. It's like a stranger sleepover. Very. That's exactly what it like is. Like it's, it's literally a, inviting a stranger for a sleepover yeah. hangout. It's like inviting someone from another province to play N sixty four on your couch and then let them sleep there. Which is wild. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I've hosted people before. I've uh, like it. It is quite a fun thing because it's for people who like travel quite a bit and know how shitty it can be to mm. to find an Airbnb or a hotel. Oh, that's true. It's kind of like you're paying it forward a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're paying it forward. And everyone leaves like reviews and stuff like that. And yeah, and, like I hosted someone who then ended up having to host me. Like, mm. So you, you do make quite a few connections along the way. That's right. Um, so it, it is quite cool. Um, but that's yeah, they, they bailed on me. So um. I had to sleep in a park. <laughs> like, what did you sleep on? I, I slept in front of a bench because I like in front of it because I thought it'd be better to hold on to my I had this giant like backpack yeah to, to hold on to my stuff almost like a bear hug yeah sleeping sitting up because I figured I'd be alert enough. Oh to, my god! Uh, but then I had to go do I was doing a guest spot at the the Yuck Yucks uh, obviously the following the following night so I show up and you know I slept outside so I was. <laughs> And probably the, stiff neck and yeah there, there was a guy at the show the bastard he was like running through that park that morning and memorized like recognized me by like my jacket and he's like were you sleeping in the, the park i can't remember the name was yeah, yeah in the park this morning i was like yeah <laughs> yeah i swear to god they're not just taking homeless people though so then he let me stay with him for a couple nights oh wow yeah i got to hang out with his family and stuff he was like oh, oh shit. yeah yeah yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's really There's funny. There's good people out there. There's really good people out there. Man. Um, I did think I was going to be murdered on the way. Uh, he had a lot of he had a lot of like power tools, just ah. loose, just loose just in his van. Just a saw. Oh god. Yeah, just loose in his van. So that's I was terrifying. like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> like hits the brakes and a drill just flies forward. I'm like, that's madness. Look at that's madness. Holy yeah. shit! So you 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 were roughing it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Well, I was on EI, so right. it wasn't it wasn't you know I wasn't like rolling in it or anything. No, like that. no, but, no. Um, yeah, it was yeah, it was the coolest. I think like four months of my life. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. So you said something before we started um, that people tend to call you. What was it? The buoy in the storm. Buoy in the storm. How, how did this come about? Um, well, I I made it up as you, I entered the apartment. You but, made it up. But no, it's um, what what it is is that I because you you mentioned that you know you're in between like people kind of you're, you're chaos in the storm you're the you're the storm chaos oh or something. oh oh I'm the I'm the storm before the calm yeah yeah you're the storm before the the calm um yeah I just I I find I'm I'm quite unwavering as long as I have oh. but I I feel like it's very kind of oh. vice oriented like oh. if I have a pack of cigarettes mm-hmm. and you know. 
drinks and stuff like that. Like if I have a bag of cigarettes, I'll weather anything. But the second that those are taken away, I become an absolute oh shit really? torn. I, I become the worst person. So you definitely you're definitely addicted to cigs. Oh, for sure. Like yeah, I yeah. just get like this. Like my girlfriend pointed it out. She's like, you just look like it's just rage. Like well, it'll, it'll be like a little thing. It's like, can we go do groceries? Like we got to do groceries soon. I'll just be like, <laughs> sure. Uh. Like it's just like, but yeah. But generally speaking, like people in the the film industry and you know my friends over mm-hmm. there, it's 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 not that you know I'm not preaching about myself or anything like that. But it's just I'm I'm probably. I'm very good at separating myself from the issue and just giving hard truths. Oh, those I love are the, that. Because those are the people that I really enjoy hanging out with. And some of my best friends are the guys that they're not going to bullshit you. If yeah. I come over, I'm like, man, my girl, my girl left me. I can't, I can't believe it. And like, yeah, you, you cheated on her. You idiot. That's like, right. That's right. You're okay. So would you say that you're not emotional? I, I, would, I would say I'm not, like, overly emotional. But you're not someone who reacts to situations with emotions. It's more logic and calmness. I, I honestly, and it, it's getting to a point of addiction, I respond to situations by trying to find a bit. Oh, my gosh. I've heard this a lot about, and it's, about comedy. Actually, I was talking to someone who stopped doing comedy for a bit, and she said um, that she stopped because she couldn't experience a life event. Without stressing about, of, yeah, yeah, stressing about making a joke about it. It's it's very, it's very time consuming. Like I, it, when I t- I took a I took like a weekend. I was like, I'm not going to write any bits this weekend. I'm just gonna just live. I'm just gonna focus on like immediacy, mm-hmm. like just being in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop myself from writing like 30 times. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine how annoying that is to be hanging out with me, and all of a sudden, <laughs> you say something. I'm like. Turn that into a bit. I've and been then, doing it I too. Yeah, yeah, I've found moments in conversations where I go, "Oh yeah, that could be a bit," and yeah. I hate it. Is that's? An, do you think that that's an issue, or is that just something that is think, just going to come naturally when you're so like engulfed in comedy? I, I think I think it's a hard thing to to say so anything's an issue. Like if it, if mm. it's negatively impacting your life, it's an issue. But if that's it's right. Oh, that's right. Like, like writing down is is very therapeutic. Oh, I love at, it. Yeah. At, the, at the end of the day, it's I, I would never say tell someone don't oh, stop writing jokes. Like how how dare you? Right. Um, yeah. But I, I think I'm I'm pretty good at taking other people's emotional responses and not getting emotional myself. I think I think what that's I have what a problem is. with is I think I think I'm just apathetic to the struggles of others. Apathetic. Yeah. You don't care. Well, because at the end of the day, it's like, if you have a problem uh-huh. and you tell me about it, uh-huh. we can look at it, but then ultimately it's on you. Ultimately, yeah. Yeah, it's not... You, you're very... I don't I don't carry... I, I used to carry the weight of others, and then I just... I had to stop. But that... So do you think that you're someone who can thrive in a crisis? Yeah. I, like, I, if, 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 there's a, if there's a crisis situation... Like an you, emotional crisis? Emotional, or like, even like... Like, I don't know, something chaotic happens, like an accident happens, or like, have you ever been through anything, like, chaotic in your life? Like, Yeah, I would say, I'd say I'm better dealing with it now. I would say even, like, a couple years ago, I was still trying to figure out, because my, my biggest problem, and I think it's a lot of comedians' secret problem. Oh, what is it? Um, I, think, I think it's not being able to be happy on your own. 
Mm. On your own, like like without friends. Yeah. Mm. So if you can, if you can't be happy on your own, mm-hmm. you can't be happy without. You can't be actually happy without. Do you find that you're still? Are you still struggling with that? No, I th- I think I'm just um, I'm more selective of who who I hang out with. That's fair. You know, because you get to a point where it's like you don't need everyone to like you. I mean, no. you do. <laughs> but, no, but I I know what you mean because I think you get to a point with uh, specifically I would say like friendships where it's like this person isn't adding any positivity to my life. Yeah. So why? Yeah, exactly. It's like so why am I doing it? Yeah, it's like there's it, people are going to come into your life and there's there's going to be some permanent fixtures and there's going to be some temporary ones. Aww. And it, it's not sad. It's how it goes because yeah. your temporary ones or someone else's permanence, it all bounces yeah, yeah. around, right? So for me, it's like I'm, I'm quite selective on on who I hang out with. That's right. And not like as like a, in a prudish sense, but I'm very lazy. Mm. And if I can have like one or two friends, mm-hmm. then that's perfect. Like if you yeah. have one or two close friendships where it's, you know, they're always down for drinks, they're always down for, for hanging out, then... Then that's your that's your group that's your your tribe. Much better than having a lot of like just okay friends. Yeah, or like or like just like I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Side friends. Yeah, and it took me a really long time to to get to that point because I I used to be quite a quite a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I used to you know mm-hmm. going through like high school and I'd say even up until about like three four years ago I was you know very much so. I would say more extroverted than I than I am now. I don't know what caused the switch. But I love it. Like mm. it is so much more. Like you can be hanging out with, you know, some people at work and stuff like that, and you go for drinks after, and you be like with eight of them. And you're like, all right, you're all right. Like right, yeah. That's interesting. So you went. So you used to be more in- extroverted, oh, and big now time. you're more introverted. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I guess so. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. I, mm. It's it's hard. It depends on the day. Depends on the day. Um, do you find Do you find like solitude, like being physically alone and like alone, just like alone? Does that like? Do you enjoy that? I had to learn to enjoy it, but I do actually like. It's quite mm. for me. Like if I'm by myself, it's either I'm full on productive, or I'm full on just vegging out. It's oh, I it's love one ex- veg. Yeah, it's one it's extra, really the veg it out is okay. Veg it out. <laughs> it's uh, but it's it's yeah. It's it's my honestly my favorite time. Like if, yeah. I, if I'm working and I they have to like put me up in like a hotel or something like that, and I just get to hang out by myself. Yeah. It's like, this feels amazing. That would be amazing. Like, I love living at home, too. You know, you got you got a lot of roommates. There's always something going on. Like, yeah. And it's exciting. But there's sometimes times where you're just like, I'm just going to hang out in yes. my room for the day. It feels so good. Yeah. I like, think it's all about, like, learning how to, like, ration or... Balance. 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 Yeah. But also, yeah, it would be right. Like, I do actually see it as that way because I was thinking today about about balance because I I talk about balance a lot on here because a a lot of comics and it's also a lot of people who are like balancing a lot of aspects of life, like working, like relationships, like all these aspects. And like, I thought about it today and I was like, I just recently took up roller skating because I went to learn, I just went to do something for me. Like, I wanted something fun. That was like a little more physical um, and something that I could learn. And I've been having to work hard to schedule that into my life because I'm just so addicted to working. So you're like going down to like the oval and just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm going to do at least four laps. I've only done it like I've only been out three times, but like I'm finding it hard to make that a priority because I am so addicted to productivity. Yeah. 
And but also I'm also like I feel like I'm an ADD person who it's productivity, but it's not the right kind. Just bring, it's just, not the right just, kind. Just bring like your laptop with you while you're roller skating. Just, <laughs> yeah, just like answering just emails. Check your emails and stuff like that. Just wait till you get to like whatever your mobile hotspot like peak is at. It's like so when I get to ninety percent usage, I'll stop. I swear to God, I'll stop. Fuck, that's funny. <laughs> but it's it's tough to it's tough to plan your your days out. It is. Yeah. When you have a lot going on. Um, do you think that you, like, right now, do you have, are you, do you find that you have a lot going on, or do you find that you're pretty, like, you have it pretty figured out? Um, well, I have a, I have a job that keeps me busy for, like, 15 hours a day. That's crazy. So it That's is, it is quite longer. a blessing in, in that respect. But I would say, it, I, side projects, I don't honestly feel like they're very productive. Just when, when you write jokes and sketches for, for so long, it just kind of feels like just something that, it's like part of the day anyway. Right. Like the, the full scripts, honestly, like they, I'm pulling my hair out trying to, mm. cause it's, it's a lot, it's a big, it's, it's a much different beast than just yeah. writing, like writing just like a two minute sketch. Right, right, right. Um, but it's, it's interesting to learn. I, I get fed up so quickly. So I'm, I'm always trying to learn like different, like editing techniques and, yeah. um, but for me, mostly if I, if I know myself, if I'm getting to the point where I'm like flustered. Mm. If I if I have a cigarette and I have it calmed down, I need I know myself. I need to stop veg out for a little bit. Like you, yes, actually, yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's little there's there's the point of no return. Yeah, where you're like I need a break. Yeah, this right is now. this is where this is where we stop. Like, this, this is, is this I'm is, done. Yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's that's fascinating. But, but it takes a while, and it is it is a lot of work. Like when I was um, when I was out here, I was on. Um, when I was in therapy, he was like, he 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 brought it up with me. He's like, "Hey, man, you're like you're really anxious," and I didn't feel anxious. He's like, "No, you internalize." So he's oh. like, "Cause you do like those little like tests and stuff like that." And then I thought about it, and like it is, it's like kind of like he he described it as like a duck on duck on a pond. Yeah, where it's like on the top you're like hanging out, and on the bottom you're just like your feet are going. So what does it mean when when he says that you internalize? So it's just if I'm stressed about something, yeah, I don't outwardly like mm. react to it. I just accept it in a very poor way, where it's like I need to smoke because of this. You I need shove to drink it. You shove it deep, deep down. Then yeah. you, you kind of like dad you... syndrome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like anyone who was born like. Before 1999 but you, syndrome. But you try to put a bandit on it with vices like... Smoking. Exactly. Okay, got you. Yeah. Got you, got And you. I still know I do that, but like I convinced myself I just love smoking. Oh, um, man. That's interesting. It's a lot of fun. So like, are, are, you're not someone who would talk about your bad day? No. Uh, if it was funny. <laughs> like, if it was funny, I would talk about it. But if it was just a bad day, like, no. No, because there's this thing, and I and I think a lot of not only comedians but like people experience it as well, where it's you almost feel like it's a burden to like bring it up to people. Yeah, you're just like, yeah, this is my bad day. It doesn't have you don't have to hear about it because it's just spreading the nonsense. Yeah, but um, there's actually like a study where it says like if you have like a negative feeling or like for instance like on the the higher end like trauma, like if you have a trauma. If you don't talk about it, it hangs out in the same part of your brain for your whole life. But when you talk about it, you're actually moving that trauma around because now it's got a memory of you talking about it to someone and them having a positive reaction to it. It's right. Like, so it's oh, that's talking about it. Like the whole point of therapy is literally to move the bad stuff, spread it around your brain mm-hmm. so it's not just sucker punch in one 
small part of it. One small area of your brain. I thought when you were talking about that, I thought you were going to say that trauma, because I've heard this thing about trauma, like living in your body and like how you can not acknowledge it. And but your body, it'll always be in your body. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah, it's a it's a memory that causes like a physical reaction. A physical reaction. Which is if you're having like a traumatic episode, like whether it be like a like a flashback or something like triggers your previous trauma, mm-hmm. your body's acting as if you were there again, mm-hmm. which is terrifying. Yeah, a traumatic episode. Interesting. So that would just be yeah, like you said, a fl- like a flashback situation. Yeah. Wouldn't that be rough? Yeah, you're just walking down the store, and then you're just your body's back in like the worst point of your entire life. Yep, no, that's no good. That's no good. And like, I I imagine if you're in therapy, like they teach you coping techniques for that. I I want a therapist so bad. I have been in therapy in forever. No, but are are you in it right now? Currently, I'm not in it right now. But you've done it. Um, Yeah, I've done it before. I think everyone should, you know, get it checked. Like, I think it's a you know, it's a it's a good as unfunny as it is. It is like an important thing to it is. to do it. You know, you're you're a machine. Get a checkup. What did you did you What advice did you give me when you reached out to me? You said something about what I maybe you were just telling me to to talk about um, depression, like to help with it. I'm gonna scroll back to your message. Yeah, we don't message me. a lot. It shouldn't be that hard. We don't. Yeah, you said something. Okay, you, you just just general good advice. I don't remember oh. what I for some reason thought that was you were. Good? I for some reason thought that you were talking about like just how good talking about it is depression with people because like like you said before, so many people don't talk about it. Yeah, and I mean it's even such like a blanket statement. Like I feel like we've said like talk about your depression, talk about your issues so much to that it's it holds no weight anymore. Like like I said, like for. For us to, like, get to a point where it's – because right now I'd say mental illness is tolerated. Like, you could still call into work saying I'm having a – like, mentally I'm having a bad day. I need to take a day off. And there's – they're not 100% okay with it. You know what I mean? That's right. There's still going to be that, oh, he's – Probably hungover. He's sad. He's hungover. He's – like, it's going to have a stigma to it. We Mm -hmm. need to make it so goddamn boring. Yeah. And it's just – it's as if you were, like, you were sick. Right, right, right. I have, like, I have the common cold. Yeah. I have, like, a, I have a runny nose. Yeah, I'm pre- I am I feel a panic attack coming. I might be in in a few hours. Oh, yeah, no worries. I get those, too. You get, do you sweat? Yeah, no. Yeah, I sweat. All right, well. Exactly. Like, if we can get it to a point of that, then yes. I, I think that's... We need to make it boring. We need to make it boring. That's so... That's, that's a really interesting yeah. take on it. Because it is so rampant. Yeah. It's so, so rampant. It's so rampant, and it you know it has like huge surges throughout the year with like the the bell let's talk thing, and then even that's polarizing because everyone's like, oh, they're that's not all going to charity, and so it's like, yeah, exactly. it, it doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, it's, this isn't a money thing. This yeah, is, this this is so far from being a money thing. That's right. It's, if it's helping somebody, then cool. Then fucking if let Bell, it. If Bell Lyant makes money off it, then. Somebody got helped, and that's that's more important. That's exactly. I don't own right. stocks in Bell Alliance. Um, I just want that known. <laughs> I don't. I don't own stocks there. Okay. Do you want to do? I know I gotta let you go and get, get, let it get, let you get to your UFC hangout. Um, but I have a few psychological questions to ask you. Ooh. That might die. We might be able to figure out more about Retchy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I've been a pretty closed book so far. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> so what is your favorite animal? Oh, man. My favorite animal. I'd have to say like a bear. Okay. What about what do you like about bears? Three things. Um, they, they get to veg out quite a bit. Um, they, they look funny when they, they catch fish. I think that's very funny when they, they, they try to do that. Um, and them climbing trees might be the most adorable thing on the planet. Uh, that's funny. What is your favorite article of clothing? Um, this is wow. This is getting too personal. Uh, I'd I'd say like a like a nice like a sweatshirt. Do you have something specific? Like, like a, a specific one that you own? That's like uh, your favorite. My, well, my favorite clothing is my red plaid shirt. Oh, that's here here tonight. Yeah, the red plaid shirt. Okay, so we'll probably about, go with that one then. What about the red plaid shirt? Do you like three things? Um, three things that I like about it. It's got a pocket that holds my smokes. Um, it's got buttons and not a okay, so like it's pocket, got snap on buttons pocket that holds your smoke so it is um functional yeah it's funk okay it's funk it's very functional it works very well as a shirt um it has snap on buttons instead of like through the needle buttons you know what e- I mean so they're it's efficient sure yeah it's efficient it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's efficient. Or like, what, what's a way to describe? Like, what, what about the snap on? It, uh, it's like it, it's efficient, right? Yeah, it, I think that's. Yeah. I think you nailed it around the head there. I nailed it. Um, and the. Uh, all right, let's try to find a word for this one. The collar doesn't get all messed up, so you know, how, like shirts after a while, the collar like starts to just fold in weird ways. This one I haven't ironed it. The collar's perfect. It's strong. Resilience. There it is. That's why I'm here. Uh, sweet. So, and what is your favorite body of water? Ooh, I was hoping this question would come up. Um, is really? it time? Is it time? Like, like a specific one? If or you like, have a specific one, that'd be great. Well, the Atlantic Ocean for sure. Is that too specific? The Atlantic Ocean. Okay. Yeah. What about the Atlantic Ocean? Man, there's so many ghosts in it. <laughs> Yeah, I there's can imagine so, there's that like there so many. Do you believe in ghosts? Oh, big time. Oh fuck, we we couldn't. Even, fuck me. I I should have asked that like way way earlier. I kind of assumed you did, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, big time believe in ghosts. That's crazy. Have you ever heard one or seen one? Yeah. What? Yeah. Can you give like a quick, just like a quick? Yeah, when we were filming the the first episode of Ghost Comic. Uh, we were in this house. I'm not allowed to say where it is because it gets broken into enough as it is. Fair. But we're in this old, it's the most haunted spot in Canada. Uh, so you can look that up as you will. And we're at the, the doctor's house. And we're just doing like a kind of like a walk around. Just not recording anything. Just trying to figure out how we're going to shoot it. And we go upstairs. And a door opens. Like we heard it latch open. Open. And then I immediately got freaked out. I said, please close that. And then the the lad I was with said, uh, his name is Judd. He was like, ah, sorry, we'll, we'll go. And then you see like a... Oh, wait. So sorry. So you so the door opened on its own? Yeah. And then uh, it closed on its own and latched. Like we couldn't open it. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
So we went back and filmed. I said I was never going to go back in there. Uh, but they were like, don't you have that ghost comic idea? And I was like, ah, oh, crap, we have to go back in. So oh, we had to my go God. back in and film that. And then we had to go back in another night because there was a joke I forgot to do. <laughs> and like, and, <laughs> yeah. and it was... Uh, Just the idea of like, of like, you're so committed to this sketch. It hurts so bad like, going back in. I apologized to the ghost going back in the third night. I was like, look, I'm sorry. I know we said we were going to leave. It'll be 45 seconds. Oh, my God. Like, that's hilarious. That's so, so, you, oh, wow. That's, uh, you don't, a lot of people don't believe in ghosts. Um, yeah. I can't wait until they're ghosts and then they don't even believe in themselves. Or we're ghosts and we can haunt them. Yeah, I hope you get the choice. I do too. I'm always wondering what it's like to be dead. That's like the worry, right? Because like there are ghosts and it's like, did they... When he dies, like someone's just like, okay, so you can uh, be a ghost for six hundred years and then get into heaven, or we can, uh, you know, you could do two years in hell. That's and then right. And it's like, I wonder what the choices would be. Yeah, I wonder what hell would be like. I don't know. Hot. Yeah. I'd say hot. Based off. Or or do you just go to your whatever you think your personal hell is? Oh man, mine would still be hot though. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. like being being hot. It would be like a it'd be like a, a really hot day without any drinks around. Ooh, that'd be bad. Yesterday I didn't have like I didn't have a sip of liquid the whole time. Oh, Last, run around for the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you were you were boogieing. I was really really wiped. Okay, so you said Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. What about the Atlantic Ocean? Do you like so ghosts? Um, it's spooky. It's spooky. I'd say. I'd say it's a pretty spooky sea. Um, it's. Uh, it, it. It seems more mysterious than the Pacific Ocean. Okay. 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 Um, because of all the trading and stuff and the sadness, <laughs> it's got more emotional depth. I think. Ooh. Uh, than than any other body of water. Oh, I like that. Yes. Okay, last question. How would you feel if you were in a all-white room? So walls are white, there's no windows, and it's like bright lights like this, but like all white. I think that would be intense. Intense? Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be, that's kind of like, and it's weird because like Jennifer Lopez would request that for every concert she had. That was like her <laughs> riders. At, like what a psychopath. <laughs> It'd be intense. Would you be like, what kind of feelings would you have in a room like that? Um, oh man, I, nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, clean. It'd probably mm-hmm. feel pretty clean in there. Mm-hmm. I imagine. Um, and suspicious as to how I even got in this room in the first place. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, break the fourth wall in this psychological test. Okay, so we're going to do a roundup. So your favorite animal is how you view yourself. Cool. So you veg out. You look funny when catching fish. I feel like this one didn't really work and out. And you, you're adorable when you climb a tree. Uh, arguably. <laughs> this is a good one. So your your favorite article of clothing is how other people see you. So... And I had to do some work with this because you were talking about buttons and snaps. <laughs> but you thought the other ones would work well for how I saw myself? <laughs> I guess I, I, 
I, I, bet, I bet he does look funny when he fishes. I guess I could have done more work on that. Uh, well, well, actually, I could. Yeah, you look funny when you when they fish. Goofy. I could say you're goofy. Um, adorable when climbing. Um, you're adv- adventurous. Works out laughably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> laughably. So, yeah, you said the red plaid shirt. So this is how other people see you. So it's uh, functional, efficient, and resilient. Cool. Which, do you think that's true? I hope so. They you better. Think people see you that way? The body of water, the Atlantic Ocean, is how you view sex. And you said... Full of ghosts. <laughs> Full of ghosts. My poor little spermies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they do look like little ghosts. Yeah, they, they die. They, they die. <laughs> Only one survives uh, sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you said full of ghosts, so spooky, mysterious... An emotional depth. And I thought that was really nice. It is nice. That's a nice. Especially after ghosts. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the white room is how you view death. So intense, nervous, clean, and you're suspicious as to how you got there, which I like that because that means that if you didn't know you were dead or if you were suspicious. You're a ghost. You're a ghost. So you come for a full circle. I'm going to be a ghost. You're going to be a ghost. Are you Are you freaked out about death? Are you scared of it? No, I I think it'll be okay. Yeah? Yeah. Uh. Are you? Oh, I'm terrified of it. How about, would you know? I think about it every day. Yeah. We need episode two. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, yeah, oh no, big time. Like if, if I ever saw a therapist, I would be tackling my, uh. My obsession with death. Do you really think about death every day? Yeah. I think it'd be like. It's it's bad. I hope it's like the feeling like right right before you're about to nap. You know that like when you're in the blanket and you're like you're all warm and stuff and like you haven't fallen asleep yet but you you're about to get there. Interesting. I hope it's just like that. I hope that's what peace is. Okay. Because that's the only way I can get down with world peace. If everyone feels like that. What, you don't think it would be like the feeling of sleeping or dreaming? No, I mean, maybe dream, but like sleep, what does that feel like? Does anyone know what sleep feels like? Because we're shut up. I usually know I'm, like if I'm dreaming, I know I'm dreaming. You're usually. a lucid dreamer. But I can't do much, but I know. I'm like a half lucid dreamer. Like I know, but I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. do. You're like, oh, this is shit, but at least it's not real. <laughs> 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 That's what it is. Well, last night I had a dream with Emma in it that Emma made her was like hated my guts. And like we were in this big fight. And I literally like I'm just really crazy with dreams. Like I get really like I wake up crying over dreams because I think it's real. And literally like and this was one where I didn't know I was dreaming because I woke up and I was just like, oh, my God, I thought Emma was mad at me. I texted her and I was like, I woke up crying because I thought you hated my guts. <laughs> <laughs> because it just seems so real, her hatred towards me. Jesus. I, I, I had one dream uh, the other night where we were trying to hijack an ambulance. <laughs> and then the reason I knew her, I was like, wait, none of us know how to do this. And then I woke up and I was like, I fucking knew that was a dream. That's trying hilarious. Trying to steal an ambulance. Oh, my God. We're coming to the end, though. Um, three more quick questions. Rapid fire. Boom. Something you like about yourself, something you don't like about yourself that you're working on, and an unpopular opinion. Of myself? Just in general. Oh, okay. Um, so something I like about myself is that I think I'm I'm quite funny. Yes. You are. Right? 
quite. Um, something I, I dislike about myself. I can be closed off too much, I would say. Well, yeah, because before we were talking about how you you, you yeah. disconnect a bit too much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say I, I probably disconnect too much um, <laughs> from, from the world around me. Mm. Um, an unpopular opinion... I, th- can, I think this can be I silly think, too. I think Catalina salad dressing could be the new ketchup. Catalina salad dressing. I've never had that. I think. Ca- that, can you just buy that at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. It's called Catalina? it's called Catalina, and I think it I think it's better than ketchup. You even look at it and be like, oh man, that looks like a sweet little ketchup. This stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't order on Amazon, but yeah. <laughs> Is it? It's good, eh? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, I'm gonna have to check that out. Would you take this over ketchup? Big time. If yeah? it was ever You'd offered, it? yeah. Ooh. The only place I get this is at my parents' house. Oh, half the reason I came back. Damn. And then my last question is, what's your star sign? Oh, I'm a Capricorn. Ugh. What does that mean? Is that bad? <laughs> I was once told that it meant I'd be a bad husband. So many Capricorns are very, again, logical, but like logical to a point where it's like. Like you said about like not being able to like connect or whatever, because Robbie Vino's a Capricorn too. Uh, that makes total uh, sense. Is he? Yeah, he's a Capricorn. Good for him. Nice. Oh. There's two of us. Look at us. <laughs> look at you guys. Yeah, a couple of goats running around. Look at <laughs> look at us. <laughs> Man, that makes total sense. Yeah, you guys are both Capricorns. Uh, no judgment. It's all good. What are you? Pisces. What does that mean? You swim Cry a lot. There's, oh, the soul I'm the tears opposite again. of a Capricorn. The, the, the soul tears again. I'm, I'm too emotional, I would say. Are Capricorn? We're not. We're not uh, so, I don't think Capricorns are. So it's not my fault. I don't think that they're that emotional. Capricorn traits. Oh, here we go. Uh, ambitious. <laughs> Relentless. Realistic, sensitive. And pessimistic. Disciplined, practical. Yeah, Mune. I I, I definitely is, see what, what the practical Mune? side because I think again going back to like what you said about like no non like the no nonsense like this is just what it is yeah like kind of and that's Robbie's a lot like that too this is just what it is this yeah. is, this is it there it's you're not complicated people you're very um straightforward meat and cheese meat oh I love a meat and cheese. Mm-mm. But uh, Richie, we're gonna we're gonna end so I can let you get on with your night. Um, okay. Thank you so much for coming on. Ah, thank you for having me. This it was, was lovely. This was so much fun. I'm really sad that you're leaving because I'd love to have you back on again. Talk more about ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about ghosts. Oh, man. Yeah. And plug. Wh- what do you have to plug? Like plug whatever you're doing that you want people to check out. Uh, so check out Ghost Comic yes. on YouTube. It's uh, I go to haunted houses and do stand-up comedy for the ghosts. God, that's such a good idea and so uh, funny. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, my uh, uh, tw- uh, Instagram is uh, Richie Bang Bang. Follow that for the the two posts a year that I do. Uh, they're good ones, I'll say. Um, yeah. Oh, we're, oh we're Ghost Comics also on TikTok. We've I found that out today. Are you really? Yeah, we're on TikTok. So oh so gosh. check out check out the TikTok and subscribe to that YouTube. Uh, so so I can just make a career out of this and I don't have to fucking deal with garbage cans anymore. <laughs> That's the dream. How do you get? How do you get permission to go to haunted houses? Like famous haunted houses. You have to pay. Do you really? Is that pricey? Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I for would like, just fucking love to go with like a group to like a famous haunted place. I think that would be so. Well, you can do like cool. ghost tours, but in terms of like same, getting though. free reign to like kind of how they do like paranormal investigations, mm. it's it's quite pricey. Yeah, I'm gonna make friends. I, there's this uh, two chicks who have a podcast called uh, Booze and Bourbon, like Booze B O O S, and and they do paranormal stuff like that too. And I'm like, I'm going to have them on for a Halloween episode. And I would love to see, like, just figure out, like, how can I go with you on one of your adventures? Because I would fucking love that. Yeah. Well, we're hoping to get funding for it in October. Oh, my God. So the goal is to come out here. Oh! Um, because it's haunted everywhere out here. Yes. Um, Please tell me if you need help with that. That's so fucking fascinating. Yeah. But, yeah, the the ones we've gone to, like, they're, the beauty of it is, is that we won't do a spot that isn't reportedly haunted that's right by a member of the like if it's a restaurant kitchen staff kitchen staff it's always the cooks who um, see the ghosts the fucking um henry house is henry house henry house uh what are the five, five fishermen Fish, five halifax club the mm-hmm. weston mm-hmm. yeah because i have this this is, this is one. Oh, i have that one too Do you yeah, yeah yeah canada's haunted coast True ghost stories of the Maritimes. There's some like interesting, uh, some spooky ones. One of my home bay with that ghost ship. Yeah, the ghost ship. Like Pe- the ghost ship's actually fucking insane. And people really do claim to see it. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing about it. I'm pissed because I truly do believe in ghosts, and I want Andrew Vaughn to haunt me, and he hasn't fucking shown up yet. I he always took his time. Deal <laughs> for you. Well, so that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Reggie, for coming on. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you. This was me. great. Follow him and check out check out his YouTube. It's really awesome what you're doing. You're really it's really entertaining and uh, and good luck with everything. And Thank hopefully you. you'll be back soon. Yeah, hopefully. And you get to do the honors. Ring that bell. Oh, so many rings. I didn't know how many I was supposed to do, so I over... I mean, you can do, you can do however many you want. Yeah, we're done. We're done. All right. Hi, I am Reese, and I am from the podcast Canadian Politics is Boring, and we have 60 seconds to hard sell you why you should listen to our comedy show. So, Jesse, have you got any reasons why they should check us out? Absolutely not, but you told me to be more enthusiastic, so that's what I'm going to be. It's got stories about funny politics in Canada. Bear wrestling, aliens, alcoholics galore, seances with ghosts, dogs that are your mother or the fact that justin trudeau's father might actually be fidel castro or or not or not not. yeah or Or not yeah so are you driving to work or are you on your bicycle listening to a podcast or are you perhaps taking care of your children and just really want to drown them out uh put us in your ear holes search canadian politics is boring on your favorite podcast app or go to canadianpoliticsisboring.com to check out our half-finished website (laughs) 